Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and ladies. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. It's time for another week. Win4G Radio, episode 498 for November 27th, 2017. Post turkey. Everybody got some turkey in them. Except for Jay, because he's not right, any ate chicken. Hey, man. Chicken's so, superior. You're on the wrong side of the pond, John. <laughs> we don't do turkey till Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is a turkey t- thing in UK? Yeah. Do you do turkey oh, at uh, Easter? You guys. No, that's mostly like ham and. Okay, so we, See, we, do, we I do we do a Christmas ham. Yeah, well, well we ham is okay. yeah ham is Christmas, ham is Easter, and uh, even at my Thanksgiving there was a ham. Yeah, we had ham as well. Mm. But you eat the bird, okay? Uh, how about they're all edible food and you can eat them whenever the hell you feel like? That's <laughs> true. That. Dude, I have turkey sandwiches at least once a week. Okay, a turkey sandwich is pretty great. Yeah, it's turkey. Than chicken. Turkey is the best. Ah, it's not not the best, it's but the it's best. Once in a while, love me some turkey. Anyway, on the show this week we've got Jay Bandana. We got Drew. We're going straight to the wild, wild oh, west. God damn it! <laughs> and we have John. Mm-hmm. Hi. 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 We'll have uh, Wombat joining us shortly. Back when we late as usual. Oh, uh, actually, he was first last week. Y'all fuckers were late. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, Wombat was number one. Uno. With the gun, with the bullet, whatever they call it. Uno, bitch. With his Xbox Live Vision camera. <laughs> what? You don't remember Uno on Xbox Live? Oh, uh, God, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a bunch of chat roulette style. Talk, talk about the Wild dicks. West, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just dicks everywhere. Yeah. God. Oh, man. Video games. In in America, a bunch of us had a long weekend. So I'm sure we all played a lot of video games. Because there's a lot of video games to play. Drew, did you play a lot of video games? I didn't play a lot of video games, but... Because I didn't have that awesome weekend you did. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, How you but, having What now? <laughs> Oh, sorry, I thought you said you like you didn't have like, you didn't celebrate Thanksgiving, so no, that's the next thing on the calendar. Isn't it? Hanukkah? Yeah, I think it's about now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, not, I don't know the exact far. dates, but yeah, I think it's soon. If it's not, where's Butcher when you need him? Eight days of presents, know. bitch. It's true. <laughs> Enjoy your socks <laughs> and your dreidels. I like my dreidels. Oh man, I made it out of clay. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Okay. Anyway, video games. Video games, uh, yeah, I played uh, Overwatch as usual. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Jumped also into Heroes of the Storm. Jay, did you try out that brawl? 
I did, and uh, why don't you tell tell them about your experience? I'll tell you about mine. Well, I played as Lucio, which mm-hmm. means nobody ever died. That's good. <laughs> ever. And then I did the speed boost because we uh, I kept getting paired up with the same people, and they're like, "Okay, well let's uh, let's try and beat the record." And I'm like, "All right." So we kept going. I found it fun to begin with. I'm sure after I got my loot box, I was like, mm, "I'm kind of done." Uh, but it it was at least something different. They tried something different this time. True, it's uh, like a PVE mode, which is nice to see. Yeah, it was. Uh, you go from point A to point B. Uh, fighting Zerg that are rushing you, and uh, every once in a while you'll get like this really high-powered hero that tries to kill you. I don't think Zerg do anything but rush you. That's true. That's that's what Zerg do. I if you don't have a healer, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, uh, they don't force you to do any kind of um, like a build or team compositions. You can just do whatever, and then people will often just do whatever. And then uh, my experience with the with the thing is that. You told me. He tweeted me, and then he said, like, oh, check this out. I was like, yeah, that sounds interesting. So I hopped on uh, on Heroes of the Stone for the first time in probably like a month or two. I play, I pressed play game. Sat there for about five minutes. Really? Yeah, couldn't find the game. And then eventually, the game clients said, like, eh, we're having some difficulty finding a game for you, so we're going to ask some AI partners. So it was me, one other dude, and three AI. Oh God! And that they stood in everything that killed them. Yeah, and it was a fucking nightmare. We were going nuts. We were doing exactly what we needed to do. The other guy was playing well. Uh, I was playing okay. And then we got to the final boss, and they just stood in the thing, in the poison that kills them. All the AI, the veteran AI, they just stayed and died. And the second game that I played, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can get one with people. And I did the second time. But one of the guys, like, hey guys. I did this before. I, I beat it in like six minutes. I was like, all right, that's cool. All right, so we have someone that knows what he's doing. And he decides to, without telling anybody else, he decides to just go for the checkpoints by himself, gets killed, says, oops, trains an entire level of mobs towards the rest of the group, and then we die in the first two minutes. And I was like, eh, maybe I'm done with this mode for now. You know, maybe I'm done. <laughs> that You know, you're going to get those people. Um... I know, I know, but it's just... With the first game being what it was, I was at the end, end with the, the boss was about to die. I know what the content is. I don't care for the loot box or having to play that three times, you know? So it's like, I saw the content, I'm done with it, but maybe there isn't that many people playing Heroes of the Storm nowadays. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe they just weren't doing the brawl. I don't know. I, I always get in. I get into plenty of games because I've been, I've actually jumped back into it a lot lately. But, um, I don't know. I thought the brawl was kind of cool. I got with, I got paired up with the same people, it seemed like, every time I'd, I'd just play again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was always going Lucio. And I was like, I just, you know, before the match started, I'm like, look, just stay inside my circle and we'll be fine. And, you know, every once in a while you got that rogue guy who will go off on his own. I'm like, come back, come back. And he'd come back, he's almost dead. <laughs> and I'm like, you stay with your fucking healer, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. But I did play that. I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, I played a lot of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, a ton of it actually. You playing the Wii U version? Aren't I'm you? playing the Wii U yeah, version. He yes, no, he ain't got no Switch. Me no no Switch. <laughs> um, but let me let's see here. Let me clear my throat. Uh, yeah. At the beginning, 
I'd say the probably the first eight hours of that game kind of sucks because you just get one shotted. <laughs> it's it sucks, you know. With a Zelda game, typical Zelda game, you have a set path of where you go, and the enemies are kind of scaled to what, how you are in your power. In this game, they just say, fuck it, go wherever you want to. Mm-hmm. Well, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to find shrines. I'm trying to find the towers so I can then get more powerful. But I'm constantly running into enemies that can hit me in one hit and kill me. And it got fucking annoying as shit. But Drew, all you have to do is just never get hit. I don't see what the problem is. You know? Yeah. If you're, if you're a fan of the Nintendo game, you should know this. You know, it's just, this, this, is, this is true. But you beat the only Dark thing Souls. Is, I did beat Dark Souls. Here's the thing, is that, yeah, you don't get hit. I could easily not get hit if I didn't fucking run out of breath every five seconds. That's when I'm running. fucking terrible. God. Why is Link run out of breath from five seconds of sprinting? Why? Why did you do this? In a game so vast and large, why do you make your stamina system so lackluster? It's, it's weird, man. Uh, but after I have done a good amount of shrines, I now have five hearts, so one hit doesn't kill me automatically. Uh, I've upgraded my stamina a little bit. Um, and I kind of got into that groove of going and finding stuff. So I found one of the memories. Um, I figured finding a memory would actually give you something. It gives you nothing. No, it's uh, all about the ending. Um. Laura, my fiance, watched me play a lot of this game. I don't know if she was just trying to appease me, but it seemed like she was genuinely having a good time. Because we would do a shrine and, you know, we'd look at like the puzzle and we'd when try you, to When you say it out. we did a shrine, did you like give her the controller from time to time or was she just there with you? She was there with me and 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 helping me out. Mm-hmm. And she she actually did help me out a lot. She's like, "Try this, try that, try this." And I'm like, "Okay." And then like at the beginning, whenever she first came over, I was like, "God, I hope like I go into a shrine. I'm like, I hope this isn't a test of of strength." And she's <laughs> like, "And it, it wasn't." She, she she's like, "You keep saying these tests of strength. What are they?" I'm like, "You just have to fight something." It's like, oh, "Okay." And then I finally got one, and I had to do a test of strength. I finished it, and she said, "Wow, that sucked." I was like, "Yeah, they do. They suck." Because you can run into one. I think I did the expert test of strength uh, when I had four hearts. And it took literally every one of my... I had an inventory full of weapons, and they all broke yeah. by the end of that fight. And then, you know, like you get a really nice weapon, which breaks shortly after. So, you know, fun times. I fuck, I, I really don't like that. No, it's perfect. It's, it's to balance the difficulty of the game. It's, you know, it's to inspire, you know, uh, a sense of discovery. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very good. My thing is, is that Every time I open a treasure chest, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a weapon that's going to break in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know? But I still go to them. I don't know. I, I There's some decisions in that game I don't like. But when you're doing the shrines and you get into that groove, it feels great. Yeah. Another, another thing, I love the little puzzles that are just scattered around the world that you get the seeds from. Because I'll look at something, I'm like, that looks like a puzzle. Or like I literally, we were. I was just walking through like Hyrule Field, and uh, Laura's like, "Stop!" I'm like, "What's wrong?" She's like, "Turn around." Oh, and I turn around, 
And she's like, that looks like a little puzzle thing. I'm like, okay. And we go in, and sure enough, there was a puzzle thing. And I was like, hey, I'm glad you're with me. So it was uh, it was a fun little time with uh, me and the fiance. That's good. It's nice to have games where you know someone can sit and watch you play and be involved in the gameplay experience without having to hold the controller. I think that's pretty rare. And I it seems that. like she had a good time. Yeah. I got I got that with um, Until Dawn. Laura played a lot of that. Yeah, and, yeah, that's an excellent um, example. Oh yeah, Laura um, I, fucking I, I loved Until Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. She loved me like playing through Until Dawn together. Like that was the thing. Like she'd come over and was like, Okay, we're gonna play more until dawn. I'm like, Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, that's nice. Oh yeah, she loved that. Now I showed her the um the new game that they made and I was like, Maybe we could do that one. She's like, It sounds cool. So maybe That's the phone one, isn't it? That's the play Hidden play Agenda. Morning. Yeah, Hidden Agenda. I played that. But um but yeah, no, it's 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 really good to to uh have somebody, you know sit there and try and work out stuff i think you know what i think i think the witness may be a good game for her to sit down with me i've, I've heard that but i mm. haven't played the game yet yeah if you can um, handle the pretentiousness of that game you'd be well okay. yeah whatever i mean i've played a lot of that game uh but uh i think she may enjoy that just the puzzle solving and stuff she, she really liked that shrine puzzles and stuff like that she thought that was really neat and then you know i got to the one where you had to like tilt the controller to make stuff uh, move. Just flip the controller upside down and cheese it. I hated those. How do you do that? If you flip it upside down, it makes it flat, so you can just roll the ball past all the stuff. It's it's dumb. We did that one where you had to do the ball with the maze. Yeah. But but there was one where like you had to control a hammer and hit a ball. Oh yeah, like, the golf, the golf. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, I did that one shrine. Oh my god, it, it, like it was so nerve wracking. There was the one where you have you have the ball and you have to freeze it in time and then hit it and make it fly oh, into yeah. a hole. You should uh, you should perfect that because uh, that's cool oh, in the world. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I've I've used it to to kill the guys that one shot me. Like, let me let me hit this barrel and then it just flies at him at a hundred miles an hour and kills him. But yeah. Um, Am I like? I, I feel like I'm missing something when I'm not getting any type of new gear. Do I just buy it at shops? Is that the best way to do it? Is just buy them at shops? Are you, are you talking like armor and stuff? Armor, yeah, armor. Uh, a lot of the armor you do gain from shops, but some of the shrines do give you armor as well. Yeah. So you can do it that way. There's also an upgrading element to your armor too, which you'll see sooner than later. What you so find the, the fairies. Mm-hmm. See, see, that's the thing. It's like I, I don't know where to go. Like right now, I'm just going to shrines. I'm I, like, I see something orange and I go to it. But like, the main question is just say, like, go kill the divine beasts. Yeah, you got to well, figure out where they are. Well, yeah, I mean, but I feel like I'm still underpowered for that. No, man. Like um, the the combat elements in the the beasts aren't really that difficult. As long as you have, as long as you bring like a decent shield and at least one or two good decent weapons, you're okay. Like your hearts doesn't matter as much as you think. Most of the divine beast drew is basically just a big puzzle room. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's not very with the boss at the end. Yeah, there's not very many enemies, and each boss is themed. Yeah, Mm. none of the bosses except for one are even remotely challenging in any way. So I don't think you'll have any issues. So I. I did 
for some reason, I was like, I was, like, I was pretty much done for the night. I didn't want to play anymore, but I was like, I want to just try to go to Hyrule Castle and see what happens. <laughs> I um, I made it to the edge of Hyrule Castle. Yeah, those guardians. Until you master that uh, deflection. Yeah. Have fun and with I still, that. I still run into guardians, and they're still like shooting at me constantly. I was like, man, this is so annoying. I tell you what, it feels super great when you get good enough in that game to take out guardians, because it's just. Is there like an item that helps me do this? You need to learn the parry. Uh, you can take them out quicker if you have ancient arrows, but I'm going to tell you right now, ancient arrows are super fucking expensive. They are very, yeah. very expensive. Yeah, very. Well, Drew, I mean, if um, have you done any of the um, have you done any of the uh, the temples yet that are like a, a medium test of strength or a... I did one medium test of strength. I've done multiple like simple tests of strength. I did yeah. do a medium one and it was rough. I, but my suggestion to you would be practice your parries and stuff in those. Okay, I, I've gotten pretty good at the backflip. I got pretty good at dodging and then going in for the floor. With it, flurry rush or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking more about the like blasts. So you know how once you get those guys down to a certain amount of strength, they shoot out those like blasts at you. Yeah. Practice parrying blasts. Yep. Damn. That's that's how you take guardians out. The parry. Yeah. It's very satisfying to do, by the way, too. And it, it is very satisfying, but it's very hard, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, because they still one-shot me if I, I get hit by that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you, if, you, if you miss your parry, you die, most likely. There's but, a so. visual cue, though, when when you're mm-hmm. supposed to hit the button. Hmm. You just okay. got to pay attention to them. I mean, if you run out to Hyrule Field, you'll, you'll, you'll have no lack of them to practice on. That's true. <laughs> But yeah, I'm 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 enjoying the game. The first like the first few hours of that game are rough, just because everything one shots you. Get good, Drew. Yeah, get good. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, not right now. I'm just kind of like wandering aimlessly, going to find orange stuff. If you haven't done a divine beach yet, I recommend you go do one because then the game really feels really good once you do one. At, f- at five hearts, yep. can I do one? I did one at four. All right. Which one should do what you suggest me taking on? The one in the, the was it the Rito village? The, the yeah. bird people? I would do that one first. It's north, well, I'm going to say northwest. I ran into I, the Zoras. I did the Zora one first. I did too, uh-huh. but the Rito one I felt was a little easier. It probably was a little easier. The um, the the Zora one, the power up there is really helpful, especially when you have when you have low hearts. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but the Rito one makes it a lot easier to get around. Yep. So it just depends on whether or not you want, like, um, you want some safety while you have low hearts, or whether you're more interested in having some pretty convenient traversal options. Okay. Well, I may go There's try. There's really no right answer, piece. I don't think. But yeah, I played a lot of that. I had a good time. I think Laura enjoyed it. We saw one of those cutscenes. We, we I did one of the memories, and she's like, "Who's that?" Because it was it was uh, Lincoln Zola and a bunch of other people. She was like praying over him or whatever. I was like, "That's Zelda." 
She's like, I thought Zelda's the main character. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yep. Of course. And I was like, yes and no. Um, she is. The, I, she's the. She is the main character in the sense that she's what the story is focused around. Yeah. It's like uh, it, I tried to explain it, but it was like, okay, so Zelda and Link both have power, and they're the only ones that have enough power to defeat Ganon. So who's the Ganon? Ganon's the villain. I was like, see that triangle symbol? It's like, yeah, that's the Triforce. Triforce. And she's like, okay. Is it the one of power? Or the <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm part of this now. No, yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you can do stupid hand games. But yeah, no, it's it's good. She, you say she, your stupid hand games. Your stupid hands. But have them on their hands. <laughs> you, use your use your paddles to play your video games. Your paddles. No, you don't use them to play. Well, I guess in this sense, it's not as bad. But you don't use them to play video games. You use them to play that Nintendo. That that Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> it's a PlayStation, but all right. <laughs> no, it's all Nintendo. Yeah, it's like my Nintendo. dad. Turn off that damn Nintendo. But yeah, uh, that's. I mean, I played a lot of Pokemon. Pokemon. Yep. Continue. Any, anything to anything new to add compared to what you were saying <gasps> previously? It's Pokemon Sun and Moon with a few extra new stuff. Okay, sweet. I mean, that's that's really that, that truly that's really what it is. Is it is it better than the original games at least? I mean, is it? Uh, it's about. I mean, it's it's the same. I mean, it's like, there's more stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more stuff to do and collect, and mm. um, I feel like it's slightly streamlined as far as the story goes. But you're still doing the same thing. You're going and, and, and doing the island challenges and then fighting the the boss and you know, collecting Pokemon. I mean it's just it's it's made for Pokemon fans who want more Pokemon. Pokemon. So Alright. Not a bad game, it's just you know, it's just Don't let the Nintendo fans hear you say that it was similar. It's a new game, Drew. If you say so. It's brand new. Zonk, there's so much new, you don't even know. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's one other thing I played. I played the uh, the Animal Crossing game on my phone. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Anybody else? Fuck no. I, um, when I was doing the whole Thanksgiving thing, I was watching a lot of kids, and they were playing this mobile game called Kick Buddy or something. Yep. Uh... That game is horrifying, Ryan. Yeah, it is. You're right. My son why, doesn't have it. Why is that kid? Why is that game for children? What I was seeing, little girls, like six year old girls, they were gluing this dummy, you know, that was alive technically, on the wall, and then starting to pull their limbs apart after dosing them with fire. I was like, why are you playing this? Oh, they're like, after you kill him, you get more money to buy more torture stuff. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> what true. is this game called? Kill the Kick Buddy or something like that. Yeah, Kick the Buddy. Like yeah. And I was like, this is atrocious. Why are your parents letting you play this? And I was like, I, and then I remember that that, uh, that Animal Crossing game came out. So I downloaded that for him instead. And then I, I watched them play for a bit. And yeah, much better than, you know, torturing and killing something. My son has has had a blast with Animal Crossing. Great, yeah, yeah. he's, he's had a lot of fun with it. It's a good way to play Animal Crossing. To be huh? fair, it's a good way to play Animal Crossing. It is, Local, yeah. You know, it's, yep. it works. Um, uh, 
I don't know. It's just, just a. It just seems like the endless thing again. But then that, I guess, is what Animal Crossing always was. So it's mm. it's oddly weird when it's on a phone. I feel that it's oh more waiting. But that's all you ever did. The whole point was of Animal Crossing is you play it, come back again the day after, and your house is built, and you you can play collect some more fruit and stuff. This is the same sort of thing, but it's condensed down to three hours. You can see a timer. So, yeah, it was it's enjoyable enough, I think, for free. Yeah, I played it yeah. like one day of uh, like you know just mess around with it at work a little bit and stuff like that, and I was like, mm, I'm done. So I deleted it. I didn't download it. I, I saw that it was out, and I was like, mm, I'm done. It's um, you know, it's animal. It's well, I shouldn't say it's Animal Crossing because it's really not. It is yeah. and it's not at the same time. Um, but I mean, it's enjoyable. Yeah, for what it is, it's got all the predatory microtransaction games you would expect from a free to play game, though. But it does. Don't, yeah, don't expect not to have those. But it doesn't. They don't feel predatory. Don't they? No, they don't at all. Ah, uh, you know, I've, while I've I was watching them. them I've got 400 Leaf tickets and I haven't put a penny into that game and I've already spent some. So that thing is not predatory. No, no, yeah, no. I feel, like it's, I feel like it's handing out Leaf tickets like candy right now. Yeah. Now, whether or not of that course. will stay that because, way. Because, yeah, know. that's how they always lure people in by giving them a lot of stuff early. But what I mean to say is that while I was watching the kids play, they were waiting for something to build and they were starting to get impatient. But then no. that's, that's no like, different uh, to Animal Crossing. That is zero difference, because that's exactly... No, in Animal Crossing, you can't pay to have something build faster. That's a big difference, John. To be fair, though, if you're you're smart and you lock down in-app purchases on your phone, they Mm -hmm. can't pay for it either. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how you should handle it. But, like, what I'm saying is that, like, don't, don't believe, like, you know, it's, it's got all the tactics to make you want to spend money, is what I'm saying. That's what I mean by the predatory nature of it. But then, it's, again... Tell me how Animal Crossing is different, other than the fact that it doesn't give you that option. That makes a huge difference! Well, it, it doesn't. <laughs> Not really. If you want to play Animal Crossing, you can do all of that. If it, it, it would be worse if they were, basically, you got to pick a tree once, then you had to pay to get a game. This is no different to Animal Crossing the game. You're waiting amount of time for the, the trees to fruit again or for your house to be built, or you, whatever, you're paying off loans, you know, with your bells that you collect, which, again, they give out like candy. That there is... I don't I don't think microtransactions is... There's any need for it. If you are used to playing Animal Crossing, then you don't need to, to buy anything in this game. No, that's, that's, that's a tagline that they love to use. You don't need to use it, and true. You no, certainly you don't. don't need to, but what no, I mean I, is say that is a day... They make it easier for people that pay money. So, for example, your your argument is that it's the same as Animal Crossing, and what I'm saying is that it's not because, let's say, for example, if I want to go fish for some stuff, right, then that's I just have the one way to fish. I'm going to fish, I'm going to get the fish, and that's it. But in the mobile game, you can pay, you know, you can get the resources to pay to use those uh, the nets, which cuts yeah. down on, on a huge amount of time. You get like eight, or, nine fish compared to. Or you can leave the area... And go back in, and there'll be four more fish to catch. But think about the time that you're spending. It's inefficient. 
compared well, to the one. That's what I mean. Because you don't yeah, have I, the option I, to yes, do it you better. Have the to do that. But if you were used to playing Animal Crossing, this is how you play Animal Crossing. You wait. You t- it takes time. You go. You dip in once a day. This is exactly how Animal Crossing plays. So for me, the microtransactions are irrelevant. I'm used to playing Animal Crossing in this way. Therefore, I don't feel the need that I need to put anything into it. And again, they give you leaf tickets like it's going out of fashion. So I, I don't think it's predatory. I think you, yes, it's got microtransactions and yes, you can speed things up. It's not predatory in any way. The allure of speeding things up is the predatory nature of it, John. No. You might not feel this way because you're used to Animal Crossing, but what about the other people that you know have addictive personalities or that just don't have the patience? And it's going to be catering towards those people. The whales, so to speak, are going to be the ones that's going to be paying for the rest of you. Oh, I, see. I, I think you are misreading the people who are playing this game. <laughs> if Wild, you don't think there's going to be thousands of dollars spent playing that dumb game, you I'm are sorely sure mistaken. Will be, but they're not. It's not. It's not that Galaxy of Heroes or Candy Crush. It's not in that. It's not that. No, no, I'm game. not. I'm not saying it's as it's as egregious as some of the other ones. But I'm saying the elements are still there. The practices are still there, and you're making it sound like it doesn't. It doesn't exist. I don't understand. But I'm glad that you're enjoying the game, and I can. I hope that you continue to do so. And I'm sure you won't spend any money on it because you're used to this kind of thing. But you know, I'm talking about the other people. Um, I don't think I'll be playing it forever. It's it's probably, probably got not. a certain shelf uh, shelf life built into it. Um. I I think that they the microtransactions in that yes there are microtransactions I think they are not harmless because no microtransaction is I think they're quite um, a lower threat than some of the other ones that I've seen on sure. uh, quite a lot of mobile games and again if any parent has a uh, child that has a phone you do what Ryan suggests you you turn off in-app purchases in the settings. Oh. Uh, Ryan, how do you how do you do that? Do you, is it in the settings built into that specific game, or is it into built into the app store itself? It's built into your actual phone setting. Mm, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can you can you can lock um, you can lock in app purchases at the phone level. Yeah, you okay. go through general settings. Yeah. Yep. So what would you have to do? Do you would you have to put in a password if you wanted to use microtransactions your, yourself as a parent? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so good. basically what you do is if you go to general and then restrictions, you have to, if you've never done it before, you have to enable restrictions. Um, and you just put in whatever your phone passcode is or you make up a new one for your uh, restrictions if you don't have a phone passcode. And then you just go down and you there are restrictions for a lot of stuff. There's restrictions for the rating level of content that you can use on the phone so if you want to if you want to limit their ability to watch r-rated movies for example you can turn that off um you can turn off installing apps deleting apps or in-app purchases you can prevent them from buying stuff from the itunes store it's the 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 one of the really great things that i will give credit to uh apple for is that they are very good about um parental settings they lock that shit down or they let you lock that shit down yep yeah, that's important. Good stuff. Uh, who was talking about what, what game? Uh, I forgot the order. I, I, I was talking about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm done with it, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Drew, I think you said three words about the game. 
Yeah. yeah. You talked about it less than any, than anybody. Yeah, no, I, it's it's okay. I I I don't play games on my phone. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you know, I think the, the Puzzle and Dragons was the one game I played a lot on my phone. But you know, video games that are built for whales. Hmm. Yeah. Is that was that game really bad with microtransactions? I never played it. It could be. It could oh, yeah. be. It had the potential to be. You got those magic stones. <laughs> oh, oh man, stones. that Fucking game is loaded stones. with timers too. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I never spent any money on it though. No, I it's didn't. Good. Guess. The only thing I can think of when you guys are talking about phone games is that Chappelle show skit. I don't like people playing on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's pretty much it for me. All right. Well, move on to John. Mr. John! Mr. John! Mr. Uh, John! So I stepped back in time a little bit this uh, this week, and I've still got to do some more stepping back in time. Uh, I played uh, Skyrim. I sent, out two re- I sent out two review codes for Skyrim in 2017. The fuck? Yeah, Where'd you play it on, John? Well, Ken sent me the VR review. I haven't touched that yet because um, I'm still on Lego, which I'll go on to in a minute. But uh, I played on Switch. And? It holds up surprisingly well. I mean, it's Skyrim. How, um, well, how can it hold up surprisingly well as a 360 game? <laughs> well, if this is a special version. This is a remastered version. Now, it is nowhere near, you know, as as detailed as the PS4 or Xbox One version. Um, thing like the God Rays effects and there's some, uh, you know, ambient occlusion stuff missing and all the various bits. Um, but it looks really, really good. And you have to kind of pinch yourself when you're playing it on the handheld because it's like, this is running on a handheld. That's astonishing to me. Aside from that game. Now, there are some caveats. It is uh, load times are long. Um, the uh, if you're playing, I sometimes worry about this, but when playing games docked, Switch does get a little bit warm. It does. Yep, I noticed um, that too. And mine's in a cabinet, so I always have to keep the cabinet doors open when I'm playing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I, I've noticed that too. And I have yet to try out the motion controls. And in all honesty. I probably won't try out the motion controls. But it's impressive. I think this is... I mean, yes, it's a game that's, what, 2008? No, no, 2011, isn't it? 2011? Yeah. John, come on, let's be clear. It is the game of the year for 2017, for sure. Lockdown. <laughs> Technically. It came, it came out 2017 in two different platforms, thereby... It could yeah. work quite good. It's not exactly. really good. Um, I mean, this is a game that's, yeah, a few years old, but it's still impressive on the Switch. Um, and I, I would like to see something like Fallout 4 as well. I think they could do that. Um, again, you're not going to get the same experience totally, you know, uh, one for one on a Switch as you would on, uh, you know, Xbox One or whatever. But to have it on the go is really quite the draw. Um, it's just a long ass game, and I'm not. I mean, it's probably a real killer for the battery as well. I've only played maybe an hour of it handheld, and I'm sure that probably is going to 
it's about it's like Zelda, probably two and a half hours max out of a full charge. But still, I think technically it's an achievement. Size of that game, the scope of it, um, yeah, well done to Bethesda for that. Um, what else? Did I, oh yes, I did say Lego, uh, Lego. Super Marvel Heroes, Marvel Superheroes. <laughs> you get to the point where you don't even there's know what too, fucking Lego game it is. There's too many words in the title of that there's game. There's too many Lego games. Yeah, I I might be with you on that one, Ken. And I was quite excited about this because I did enjoy the the first one. Um, it's a Lego game. I mean, <laughs> when I wrote my review, I could probably just put those four words and give it a score and be done because it is exactly what it is. I mean, there's a huge roster of characters, I think over 200, and they unlock with uh, relatively uh, relatively frequently. Um, but it is a Lego game. It's you go here, you destroy some stuff, you build stuff uh, to solve puzzles, you attack some enemies, you have a group of AI with you if you're playing on your own, who are crap at attacking enemies. Um, when you play split screen, I, or the you know the two player couch co op uh, kind of thing, it's uh, you know it's got that. I, I don't like how it does it. I don't like the split screen stuff. Um, Can't you turn that to just normal split screen? You, you could in oh, the old ones. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to have a look. Um, yeah, that's. I don't like the way they've been doing that for a while. Um, yeah, you. De- I know you definitely can in Lego Dimensions. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, know, okay. I know you can in Lego Star Wars as well. I'll look at the options for that then. Um, there's too much going on. Uh, one of the reasons why Lego Star Wars is one of my favourite games is um, the charm and simplicity. Nowadays, it seems like they're trying to cram more mechanics in. And it kind of overcomplicates things. And again, there's a lot of uh, there's too, again too much going on, and I just want to. I like to. I'll tell you, prime example, and I'm not sure if they've done this. I think they may have done it in the last uh, the Star Wars one, The Force Awakens. But um, you now have your attack button, but you've also got your B button, which is a grapple, and it does like a slow motion move, and like when you're doing like some kind of character centric special attack, but it's all in slow motion every single time. Oh boy. It just slows it. What's the point of it? It doesn't do any extra damage. I can kill enemies just as quickly with my normal attack. I don't see the point of it. Because it's epic. Um, well, it's, it's, it's cool like the first time. But when you do it with the character and you see their, their little animation and their little special move, eh, that's cool. But the 20th time kind of cracks <laughs> a little bit. I don't I don't see the point of that being there. Also, each of the characters have different abilities. Uh, some of them you have to press the X button. Some of them you have to press the B button. It, there's no uniformity between the actions of a, of a character. And then there's also the free play mode, which this is the dumbest thing I've heard, but I've come across. You previously, in some of these Lego games, when you go free play, you pick... Uh, one character, and then it randomly picks another four characters that are all different classes. You've got an explosive person, or you've got a, you know you've got 
so that you can go and do the free play, do all the puzzles that are gated the first time you play it. That's cool. In this, it's character specific. So, for example, if there's a Captain America puzzle, I have to take Captain America in there. But there could also be a Doctor Strange puzzle, and he might not randomly get picked. So I then have to go back and play it with Doctor Strange. That, to me, is absolute arse. I want to go back to do the free play and just do all of the extra little bits that I couldn't do in the single player mode because it was locked out of a character. By making them actually character specific, I have to replay the free play mode several times. That is just dumb. I don't understand that change. So it's it's a shame. I I was hoping I was going to get those feels back uh, from playing the earliest uh, Lego games, but I, I think they've just got far too complex. It's 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 not meant to be a complex game. If you want to play something with mechanics and attacks, you go play The Witch or something like that. You don't need that from a Lego game. What I want from a Lego game is just a little bit mindless fun, some light puzzle solving, and a, a cool you know little riff on whichever franchise they're they're taking on. And and I, and I still say to this day, it was better when they didn't talk. Although it's now voice acted and they haven't like ripped uh, dialogue from like I think they did that with Force Awakens they ripped dialogue from the actual film and it sounded terrible this they're all voice acted and it's an original story and yes they're not you know you haven't got Robert Downey Jr. voice and Iron Man but they they get a close approximation with most of them and that kind of stuff is is relatively well done it's just a shame that I, it just unnecessarily overburdened with systems that it doesn't need. Um, also plays L.A. Noir. How's that game aged? It looks nice. Um, and I kind of like some of the change, well, the main change, which was the uh, truth and doubt has now been changed to good cop and bad cop. And, oh, um, and what version are you playing? Uh, Xbox One. Okay, cool. I'm not going on my Switch because, jeez, I take half up half my memory <laughs> uh, card. Um, it's I, I think it's a great game. I really do. I loved Illinois first time around, and it's it's actually okay. It still looks impressive. Uh, I think so. Anyway, you know the 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 facial capture still looks really good. Um, I still the one thing I didn't like about La Noir, and we're going to talk about La Noir. This game is how old? What seven years? Six years? Five years? Uh, I don't think it's that old, is it? It's, uh, it's, it's newer than Skyrim. <laughs> I'm going to spoil some stuff. Okay, so if you haven't played La Noir. I'm about to spoil some stuff. Um, I still think that at least the homicide desk is so... The way they set it out is that you've got about seven cases and you've generally got one or two suspects and everything ties together with those suspects. 
And then on the last case, you find out that none of those suspects actually did it, and it was someone else that also fits the bill of all of those suspects. That, to me, is a bit too convenient and a bit too sloppy when it comes to storytelling. I, I just felt there could have been a better way to to have them that, that kind of sub-story uh, handled. It just seems... Just seems just... I don't know. That was one sort of downside I have... Uh, down comment I have on that, that game. That was... That's weird that, you know, you're getting praised. You're, you know, your captain saying, well done, you've got the, you've got the person. And the, the, it does say, there's a, you get this, the character Carl gets a niggly feeling. Um, are we, are we, is it, oh, have we got the right person? But ev- all the evidence ties to that person. And then actually at the end, nope, it was someone else completely. And that's just, mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's just cheap. Um, <clears throat> driving in that game can go do one no i will i will hand it to rockstar that i the only reason why i managed to beat la noir compared to the other rockstar games i've never finished a gta game in my life i played all of them (laughs) oh Uh, you're kidding me yeah i I played all of them is that you can have your partner drive you that is the only reason why i beat (laughs) la noir and it is what i want for all of rockstar games going forward yeah that is i mean there are some sections you can't there are chase sections yeah yeah very few very few Yes, absolutely. Majority is yeah. You can drive to this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot yeah, believe you haven't. I cannot believe you haven't finished any GTA game. I, I played literally every one of them, including one and two, and I I could not finish any of them. The driving just weared in on me. Going to one objective, telling telling me to go to another objective to start a mission that goes to another objective. I was like, fuck this shit, and I just get tired of it and I get bored and I, I hate driving. Uh, I don't like driving games in general. So driving in GTA games have always been the worst for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Dead Red- in, in any, but I, yeah. I do think that LA Noir has the worst handling. Yeah, this is bad. Uh, they're they're all cars too. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's. I mean, admittedly, this technically wasn't made by Rockstar. They just came in towards the end to, to basically true. tidy yeah. up and and save the the project while uh, Tim Team Bondi disbanded. Um, but yeah, that's. But that that being able to let your partner drive was fantastic, to the point where after the first mission, because it doesn't tell you straight away that you can do it, I was worrying. I'm sure I could let my partner drive. I'm sure I did that in the original game. I'm not going to be able to play this after drive everywhere. And then it gives you the prompt like about two cases in. It's like, oh, if you want your partner to drive, just press and hold the Y button. Awesome, thank you, job done. But that I like that game. It's um, I think the acting's great. I think. Uh, again, the, the the capture I think still holds up really, really well, and I'm surprised more um, more games didn't <clears throat> bounce on that technology. I I don't know whether it's just didn't work out practical enough, or or whether now it's all done like motion capture with the actors as opposed to this was just facial capture. So I I don't know whether that's kind of changed things or whether they, yeah they just didn't think it would be worthwhile, but. It, it works well in the context of that game and what you have to do. There's still some weird facial expressions that the characters pull when you're interrogating them. You know, it's sometimes very obvious that you're meant to doubt them or accuse them, but it, it's still enjoyable, I think. Uh, quick correction, L.A. Noir is actually older than Skyrim. Is really? really? Okay. Yeah. Oh. It came out in May of 2011. Skyrim came out in November. Also, just to note, you just talked about <laughs> two remasters. 
Mm. Fucking Skyrim is sixty dollars, and fucking L.A. Noir is fifty on the Switch and forty on the Xbox One and PS4. And yeah, I mean, I fuck yeah, fuck sixty dollars yeah. for Skyrim. Yeah, seriously. I know, I know. It's I I complete. I'm with you on that one. It's uh, don't get me wrong. Skyrim's a great game, and I'm actually looking forward to to trying it this weekend um, and VR to see how that works. But I mean. I think it's criminal that on the PS4 version, if you why they charge for VR, that should have just been like if you've got the the main game, uh, the you know the remaster, pay an extra fifteen dollars and you get access to the VR. Mm, I think that's yeah. criminal that that's a standalone, and I think you're right. It, they charge too much for these. Probably, games. probably depends. Back. Probably depends on how much cost and effort. In manpower it took to get it up and running on VR in the first place. It's Skyrim. They've made enough money. Also, just that, well, but you thing, say that, but they're not going to—they're not going to re-release it on VR it. unless they're not going to re-release it on VR unless they can make a profit. Just not like I'm just sorry. like they're not going to re-release it on Switch unless they can make a profit. Yeah, they've made enough money, but they're not going to spend money just to have it on VR for no reason if they yeah. lose I, money. I just think that there are some games that are taking the mick a bit when it comes to the cost of remasters. I, th- um, yes. I think you can mostly blame the, 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 the people like myself who are diehard Elder Scrolls fans who are like, man, it would be awesome to have it in VR. They should make it in VR. And, man, it would be awesome to have it handheld. They should put it on the Switch and then are willing to pay the $60 for it. Yeah. Just now, to... I didn't buy it, but... The... Well, with the Switch version, you've got the Switch tax as well, haven't you? Because it's, it's something to do with the cost of the cart. That would have needed a larger cart to, to fit on the game of that size. And that's more Nintendo than anything. Those, I know why they're doing it. It's because they want to make a little bit of money and they want to, you know, those carts have to be proprietary and, and things like that. But um, I still think if $60 for a game that is seven years or six years old at this point technically um is a bit rich that could that could have been forty dollars and that would have been a lot fairer just just a, a scary side note you can get la noir and skyrim for the 360 on amazon for less than two dollars a piece <laughs> yeah. but why, why would i want to do that ken when i can pay 60 for it i mean come on it's it's more expensive <laughs> that makes it better right that's how that goes yeah so. that's exactly how yeah. that works pretty <laughs> sure you could buy an xbox 360 and both games for less than you pay for skyrim <laughs> no 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 gamestop was actually giving away yeah uh, 360. xbox 360s yeah for 50 dollars, and then they gave you a 50 dollar rebate that's my so point it was actually free so you yeah. could actually get the system and both games for cheaper than buying skyrim on the switch it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, we're all mugs. We're all mugs because we're buying them. Nope, you're the only one on this show that bought Skyrim on the Switch, John. Sorry. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, actually, before we get past this, I will say that Bethesda has really championed VR in general. And I'm really excited for the next um, Elder Scrolls or Fallout game that they're going to make. Because I think that's going to have day one VR. Kind of like what Resident Evil 7 did, and that, that sounds exciting to me. Well, uh, and to be fair, what uh, Ryan's kind of right. The, I think this is kind of experiment and how much it costs to do this and whether they sell enough. Because you've got, um, you got Doom VR, you've got Fallout VR coming, and you've got, uh, obviously now, uh, Elder Scrolls uh, on VR. I think it'll, it'll all depend on how well these sell. 
Um, I, I think if they don't like the, uh, the market up, I don't think you'll see them again. Um, at least they're, they're trying it, which is a very commendable. Uh, at least they're giving it a shot. I think you have got more chance of seeing Fallout 4 on the Switch than you have seeing the next Elder Scrolls have built in VR because I've got a feeling that thing's going to sell. Um, because again, people have got Switch. Um, this is a very kind of different game to what they've got on there already. You know, it's very different to something like Mario Kingdom, Rabbids, and and Odyssey and Splatoon. Um, there'll be a lot of people with Switches work, which think, "Oh, I'd love to see how this works," and will be willing to pay the sixty dollars. I think that thing's going to sell really well on the Switch, a lot more than Skyrim for VR is going to sell. But again, the numbers will the numbers will t- speak for themselves whenever they they come round to, to making the next game as to whether or not it has VR. I wonder how long curious curiosity will sell these games because eventually you're going to know. I wonder how Skyrim runs on the Switch. I wonder how Doom runs on the Switch. When does it become? Mm-hmm. It's not good enough for me to take the downgrades yeah. of these games. Yeah, I, I just wonder it's... how long that's going to last. I, yeah. it's, it, the, the Switch is new. We're obviously in the first year still. And there's definitely a uh, a weighing up of your options in regards to are you willing to sacrifice the fidelity um, for the ability to have it portable? Mm-hmm. People will settle on what they prefer and that's what will dictate what they buy going forward. Uh, but you're right, uh, this year has been a lot of sort of people who are getting the Switch um, ex- experimenting with things like the Skyrim, oh, I'll pick that up, or your Doom as well. I've, for all intents and purposes, I've heard it runs relatively well, uh, which, again, is, is quite a spectacle, and great for Bethesda for doing it. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right, those sort of things will, will die down, and then the people who do favour the portability and, and using that system over the fidelity will, will no doubt go for the Switch version, whereas other people will maybe go for the the Xbox, PC, or PS4 version. I heard the most fanboy comment the other day on Twitter. Somebody saying, Wolfenstein 2 didn't sell very well because everybody's waiting on the Switch version. Um, I'm... Sh- I- mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I was like, okay, I was like, okay, yeah, I could swallow a lot of things. I could swallow a lot of fanboy comments and be like, hey, you prefer your box. That one just hit me as like you. You're fucking kidding, right? You, this this is a bizarre. goof. This is a big yeah. goof, right? Nah, nah. It's a, I mean, it's from yeah. A shame that thing. From what I hear, it's a great game. It's a shame it hasn't sold super well. I'm sure that's not going to deter Bethesda from making the the, the third one. So no, um, I, I guarantee you, it picked up sales when it went on half yeah. price. It's still in hot black Friday. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, twenty five, twenty nine dollars right now. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, excellent price for those yeah, games I, that I came out I weeks ago. Yeah, I think I'll be picking up in the sale because I think that's well worth it. All right, anything else? That's it. That, that's pretty pretty much it. Uh, we spoke about Animal Crossing. Um, I don't think I've played that much else. Mostly Lego and um, and Noir. All right, so I'll move on to Jay. Okay, uh, I'll go over a few things very quickly, and then I'll concentrate on one game that I want to highlight that I play this week. Uh, for review, I'm playing this game called Hiaki Castle. Um, anyone play Legend of Grimlock here? I have. Drew, you I played have. it. Oh, Ryan, you too. Okay, awesome. What, did you, what do you guys feel about that game? I really like it. Uh, How are you, Ryan? You, you, 
Legend of Grimlock, right? Or Grimrock, yeah. right? The, yeah, yeah. The, it's basically Ultima Underworld only updated. Mm-hmm. First person dungeon crawler thing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like a like a like a jet. It's set in feudal Japan kind of take to it. So you're trying to climb up this castle, and there's these like uh, like Japanese monsters, like yokai and stuff like that that you're fighting instead of the standard D and D type of monsters that were in the Legend of Grimrock. Uh, the gameplay is very similar uh, with Grimrock, as in, you know, it takes place in first person. You have a roster of characters that you create from uh, scratch, their portraits, their, you know, their race, and their their uh, class. And uh, you kind of click on their attack in order to do them, you know, just very quickly. But the big thing that separates this game from Legend of Grimrock, well, two things, I suppose, is that Legend of Grimrock worked it by phases. So every time you would take one move, the enemy would take a move. So right. you could stop. You could examine your surroundings and kind of tactically, you know, make decisions of where you want to go, which made it uh, a much very a lot of strategy involved in that game. But for Hiaki Castle, that is not the case. Like the monster will move regardless of your motion, so you have to be very very quick on your toes. At what at when in regards to how you want to do mobility and how you want to try to dodge out of the way. Um, it also makes things like, um, like, for example, attacking enemies and backing away is much easier in this game because previously in Legend of Grimrock, you would have to attack their side before they, you know, kind of turned around to attack you. So that's something. And the, the big selling point or what they're trying to make as the big selling point is that you could, you could separate your party. So you could have, you could have like a a one man party, you could have a two man party to three man party and have the other person be their own separate party and then take, take uh, motions in different ways. You just tag between, tackle between the parties by pressing a button and you can kind of move them in different ways. And a lot of the puzzle solving is done this way. And they were talking about like it was supposed to be useful for combat, but given that there's no turn system, I found it kind of useless in a lot of ways because enemies kill you in one or two hits in this game. It's very punishing. And uh, there's no checkpoint system. If you die, you go back to your last save. Your last save is right at the beginning of each floor. Uh, I died once in this game. I lost 30 minutes of progress and I was like, ah, I'm done playing this game for tonight. And that's kind of how my play sessions for this game have been ending lately. And that's kind of a bummer. But I understand that these games are meant to be challenging, um, so that's fine. But I feel like it's overly punishing for the way it goes and kind of too hectic to really push this two-man party system going on. I'm still trying to get through it. Um, I'm decently far, but boy, some of the some of the floors are just ridiculous. Um, even on easy mode, things just kill you in two hits or one hit. You know, one you get an ambush from behind, something lands an attack on you. Up, oh, your healer's dead. And you can't heal anybody anymore, so you're just kind of trying to run back to the save point so you can heal up. But it's like a, it's like ten minutes away from where you are, along with a bunch of like traps and stuff like that. So it's very stressful. Another game that I play was a game called Summon Night Six. I think the the subtitle is Lost Borders. This is a strategy JRPG game that I've heard about from Gaijin Works. Those guys that used to be Working Design, you know, the the, the guys that did localized games like Lunar. And stuff like that. I have a lot of respect for them, even though they kind of went out of business. And I was curious about what they were doing now. And uh, I gotta say, like, have you ever started playing a game and you're immediately turned off by something, one specific element? Uh, for me, this game's voice acting just hit me in the gut immediately. 
it's one of those things where you hear the voice acting and you're you're thinking to yourself, really? This is this is a professional actor that's speaking right now, because the the tone of his voice, the way they you know kind of uh, have his lines and everything, I think it's very weird. And it'd be fine if it was just that one character, but there's just rampant voice acting problems in that game. The combat and everything seems okay; it's not all that interesting. But I I just could not get over that voice acting of the main character. I think it's one of the worst I've I've heard in like the past decade. And that's saying a lot because I play a lot of like indie games and stuff like that with bad voice acting. But this one takes the cake. And the worst part is they don't give you an option of Japanese voice acting either. So you're just kind of stuck with it, which I'm not because I rented the game. I'm returning it. I'm done with that game. I uh, play some Tales of Berseria. Uh, I beat that game for a review, but I didn't do a lot of the post-game content. And I'm at that point of time where I'm really hungry for Xenoblade Zeno, uh, Zeno, uh, Zeno 2. So I was like, I need I need an RPG in between to, to quench my thirst for a JRPG in the meanwhile. Well, and, you uh, long, have you? Like yeah, yeah, week. it's literally five five days away. Well, four days away. What is it? Wow. Four days away? Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's Friday, so soon. Whether that comes in for review or not, I'm going to be playing it that day, so very excited to play that. But before that, you know, I was I was in the mood for an RPG, so I booted that up, and man, that the cast of the characters in this game are just so good. Constantly making me laugh. Uh, the combat is enjoyable. There's a lot of tactics involved and the attacks and kind of how you formulate your attack patterns and stuff like that. So this is another game that came out in January. Also got snubbed for a lot of the Game of the Year awards. But I think it's one of the best RPG games of this year. It's going to be on my uh, best games of the year list for sure. And uh, playing through the post-game content, seeing all this side activity and all the other stuff that I can do uh, really cements the idea. That, that this is a this is a really fantastic game, and the game that I wanna well actually one more game jeez uh I played Audio Striker Gumball Striker Pack for the Switch. Uh, I beat both of those games already. I just wanted to see how they would look and feel on the Switch, and they, it's basically what I expected. They it includes all the DLC, the upres uh, up some of the graphics, but it is still a 3DS game in this core, so it's not going to look fantastic. In handheld handheld mode, it looks pretty good. When it's blown up on the TV, not so great. But it still plays great. Um, You know, it's got a lot of charm. It's super fun to play. It's the true successor to Mega Man in my book, so if you are curious about those games, um, pick them up. There's there's, there's good value, good games. The last game that I played that I want to highlight is a game called Battle Chef Brigade. Anyone hear about this game? I've heard of it. It's adults. I have. The Dot Swim game, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, kind of interested because it's got like match puzzle type. Yeah, it does. Thing, it does. Yeah. Um, did anyone else play it though? Nope. No. Nope. Okay, so, all right, so, you got? Are you guys familiar with the show Iron Chef? Yeah. Yes. 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 Nope. Oh, John, you guys. We you don't. Watch we it. don't have that over here. These British ass, you know. Well, I yeah. mean, like they have regional stuff, but you can watch we it on the YouTube great and stuff like that. Off. That's about as as good as you get. That's over that's here. about as British as it gets to it. The Great <laughs> British Bake, Bake off. off. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm addicted to that show, so fuck off. <laughs> oh yeah, I never yeah. watched an episode, but uh, it sounds interesting. But you know how exciting it is to watch those like cooking shows, right? Yeah. Like trying to trying to see what kind of crazy things they do with the ingredients, like that tense moment where they have the the dishes prepared and showing it to the judge and seeing who's gonna win. It's that boiled into a video game. And not only that, the way the gameplay works is that the um, the storyline goes that there's kind of like a shortage of food around the world. And this is, it's a world infested with monsters. 
and you know bra- very brave and talented chef began slaying and cooking the monsters as as a source of food and that became like a phenomenon that ended up kind of saving the world's uh, problem with the the food shortage so you know people are kind of tasked uh you know well i guess like a very talented chefs all over the world are trying to compete to become one of the battle chefs you know in this giant tournament thing so you're this uh, you're this girl called me and she works at her you know family restaurant uh and she has the um the inspiration to try to go and try to become one of these legendary chefs herself. So she goes to the big city, she kind of runs away from home, and she enters the tournament. And the way the tournament works is that you have to kill the monsters yourself. So there's this 2D side-scroll and beat-em-up element, and it actually works pretty good. It reminds me of like uh, the combat and um, dust, if you ever play that game. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, so pretty solid uh, combat. So you have to you're going around killing monsters for ingredients, you know, trying to get some. And the ingredients aren't limited to things like, you know, like chickens and crabs and plants. They're they, they're fucking dragons that you can kill to try to get like monster food out of them to try to cook and win over the chefs. So you you get the monster parts by going out to the uh, arena where you go farm um uh, where you get the ingredients and you you bring them back to the kitchen. And you start cooking. And the way the cooking works is that it's that it's like that connect three uh, puzzle kind of element where you're each of the each of the ingredients have the set kind of uh, like puzzle elements. Like they they have like gems on them, right? So one could be worth two blues and one red, and you kind of slide them in into this into this block, and you're trying to connect them in threes, try to increase the quality of the the cooking. And as you con- as you combine three, they don't disappear. That they don't disappear at all. They actually combine into a stronger version of the three, and there are like tiers of these crystals, and you can actually merge them together to make even better ingredients and uh, mix for some even more powerful ingredients. And while you're doing all of this, you're being timed. So going out to get ingredients, cooking, doing the connect three, you know, making your ingredients, uh, you know, it's time to like five or six minutes that you have to do. It gets really hectic. It gets really tense. And when you finally finish that dish and you put it uh, in front of the judge, uh, there's this there's this moment of tension where you're like, oh, my God, did I did I do better than the other guy? Because you're always cooking against someone else. And um, you know, depending on their skill level, they could, you know, have some really good stuff available. So you cook and you finish when you believe that you have the better dish, but you're never really sure. So those moments are really, really good. And the interesting thing is, if you boil those elements down to their individual parts, like the Connect Connect 3 puzzle element, the 2D side-scroller, this, uh, the story about this uh, girl trying to make it as a chef, they wouldn't be very interesting by themselves, but when you combine them all together, it's very compelling. Um, because it plays, it takes place in this world that's got like these like orcs. It's got like two-headed cyclopses, so it's not like an everyday world. So it's it's very interesting. I've only played the first three chapters of it so far, and I'm trying to do this thing where you reach the finals by gaining seven wins by challenging other chefs before you get three losses. So there's that element too. So you can actually technically lose some uh, battles and still go to the finals to finish the game. And uh, yeah, it's just immediately immediately charming. Very fun to play, and this mix of uh, mix of gameplay elements for uh, works superbly well. So uh, yeah, just highly recommend it. It's only twenty dollars on Switch PC right now. I'm not sure if it came out on the other platforms, but um, yeah, very very much enjoying it so far. Any any questions about this game at all? At all? No. <laughs> I swear, just just one man rants all over the place. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's really good, man. I'm telling you, you you see that title Adult Swim game next to it, and you think to yourself, maybe it's not good because they're Adult Swim. Uh, you know, admittedly, puts out a lot of games in a short amount of time, and some of them are just not good at all. But this one's a definite winner. So if anything that I just said to you uh, interests you in any way. Go ahead and uh, check this game out. And also watch some episodes of Iron Chef because Iron Chef is amazing. I do watch Iron Chef. I'll get them out. Are you the chef, Otto? Yeah, it's fantastic. Love it. Hey. Right, that's it. That's right. it. We'll go to the Wombat. All right. So um, I uh, picked up a couple things on uh, Black Friday. Um, I had... Ten dollars in free Microsoft credit that they just gave me. I don't know if that happened to a lot of people or what. I got but, five. Uh, I just opened up my email and they were like, "Hey, we miss you. Here's ten dollars." Um, so I picked up Rayman Legends for my son because he loves the Rayman games, and right. then I picked up um, uh, Mirror's Edge because it was five bucks. Um, <laughs> Not sure so if we'll worth Ryan, but. Sure. I don't know. I like the first Mirror's Edge. I like so, the, the second so one's I. fine. It's just not a sixty dollar game. I figured for free. I, you know. Yeah, what you're, we do. you're golden. That game is fine. Yeah. That game is fine. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, I picked up some stuff on uh, iPhone. Most of which I haven't had a chance to play yet because it was on sale. But I like I picked up Crashlands, which I heard was really good, but I never had played it yet. Uh, so I picked that up. I picked up the sequel to uh, Kingdom Rush. Uh, which is Kingdom Rush Origins, which I love the first Kingdom Rush, so uh, I'm looking forward to spending some time with that. Um, downloaded a game on iPhone called Beat Street, which is kind of um, I don't know, it's a little bit, little bit Mighty Final Fight, a little bit um, what do you call it, River City Ransom. Um, it's okay for I mean for a free kind of beat 'em up game on the iPhone. It's all right, um, but um, Mostly, I spent my week uh, playing, number one, um, just because my son is in love with this game, and I am I tend to get swallowed up in it as well, Slime Rancher. Did any of you guys play Slime Rancher? <laughs> yeah, I played, I played the, yeah, I played the tutorial, basically. That's <laughs> funny. The, uh, so, my son loves Slime Rancher, um, and so we play it every now and then. And uh, it's one of those games that, like, it. There are parts of it that are pretty addictive because it's like, hey, I got to go out and try and find. Oh, I got to go out and try and find some new slimes, and I got to try and do all this stuff. But man, I told him this game stresses me out um, <laughs> because you're constantly running around trying to make sure everybody has food. Um, so it gets it gets stressful after a while. Um. But uh, so we we played some of that. We played uh, some more Mario Odyssey, um, and uh, got a decent amount of moons. I think we're at three forty five or something like that now. Um, so we've still got a ways to go, but we we've, we've collected a decent amount in the last couple weeks. Um, and then I spent most of my time playing um, the Horizon DLC, um, which I am. Uh, uh, probably, probably a little less than halfway through. Um, it's still fantastic, and it just expands on the really good stuff that I liked in Horizon. One thing, one criticism I will 
um, throw out there for the DLC specifically is that I wish they would give you an option in the settings to change the color of your crosshair. Um, because the crosshair is white, and this expansion oh. is <laughs> just snow, snow <laughs> in everywhere. Um, it's you know there are times when it's not actually snowing, but there's still snow everywhere. Um, so it, it gets hard to see, especially if you're sitting at a distance, it gets hard to see where the crosshair is sometimes. Um, that's a, that's a minor, um, sort of quibble, but it's, it's still legitimate. Um, I still really like the new, uh, robot types. Um, there's a really, really cool one. Um, Jay, that uh, I think the is one the that one you up. talked about the other day. Yeah, it's, it's essentially. Uh, I want to. I want to fight that. It's yeah. essentially a polar bear. Uh, oh, so cool, and it is so tough. Um, it it basically can make ice come up out of the ground at you, and like spikes of ice come up out of the ground at you, and it can shoot ice too, um, and it charges you and stuff. Um, so it's it's tough. It's a really cool looking um, monster, though. Um, the, the, the wolf, the fire wolf ones are pretty cool looking too. And they're actually, I think even tougher to fight, um, because they can close so much ground, but the polar bear one is, is freaking sweet. Um, I like some of the side quests that I've done so far. The, um, uh, so far this expansion has a lot of verticality. There's a lot of climbing, a lot of, um, stuff that's high up in the mountains. So you get some pretty good, um, you know, views to look out on. Um, in general, there's a, a lot of good stuff that they've added here. Um, and, um, I feel like the, the quest line is pretty good too. And it, I was, I was surprised that it was able to sort of capture some of the mystery, um, that the, uh, the main game has, uh, but it, it does. There's definitely an aspect of this that I'm like, ooh, I wish I knew what was hap- was, was going to happen next, um, which is great. I, I was concerned that wasn't going to be the case after um, it was basically the bread and butter of the original game. So uh, anyway, I would definitely, definitely recommend if you were if you were somebody who even had a passing interest in mm-hmm. Horizon, you should play it for sure. Uh, what would you say, Ryan? After as you're playing through the DLC, what's your hype level for Horizon Zero Dawn Two, which I believe is inevitable? I believe it's inevitable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very high, and mm, um, I I imagine um, after I finish the DLC, it's probably going to be even higher. The DLC takes place before the end of the game, mm-hmm. um, so it um, it doesn't. At least I shouldn't say it doesn't. I'm assuming it doesn't give any closure to the the post credit stuff that happened uh, okay. when you beat Horizon the first time. But um, it does expand on some other things, and it's building to its own little mystery. So I'm curious to see how the mystery in this sort of connects with the larger game. Um, but I am super hyped for the next Horizon. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, just... just knowing the directions that they have to go and seeing how inventive they're able to be with the robots they have so far i'm i'm really excited about great so yeah that's uh that's pretty much it i have not gone back to assassin's creed um 
I'll uh, I'll go back to that eventually once uh, once I finish this DLC, and then uh, I almost bought Wolfenstein when it was on sale, Still and then I sale. thought, and then I thought, you know what? Why am I going to buy it when I can just get it from GameFly, beat it, and send it back? Yeah, that's a very good rental, uh, Ryan. I will say you should do that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. probably the best bet. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, that's it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll pick up your slack then. Because I spent the entire holiday weekend playing Assassin's Creed Oranges. Oh, nice. So, I kind of really got obsessed with that game and just dove in head first and just started doing... It was one of those times where I just started doing everything that was in front of me. Um, I had my main story quests, but if I was like one or two levels below what they recommended, I would just pick up side quests that were immediately in front of me. Um... That game just continues to impress me, both um, in the way it's structured, the way everything, it, it just feels good. Like, everything is is so streamlined, so user-friendly, um, whereas a lot of the, the Assassin's Creed games have gotten too bulky and too confusing, and, and there's just too much stuff that's, that's unnecessary, things you don't need to do. Um, just kind of littered around the map. Uh, and it feels like every time I go to a spot on the map in this game, there's something interesting to actually do. Um, uh, like Ryan said, very reminiscent of, of like like The Witcher, where, or was that John? I think maybe it was John that said that. Yeah, yeah where like the side quests and the main story quests don't feel that different because the side quests are just as interesting sometimes as the main story quests. Um, and I love how they really sell uh, the environment of ancient, ancient Egypt. Like they don't, they don't Assassin's Creed it for lack of a better term. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they don't self it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't try to sell it off as the Assassin's Creed mysticism. They actually sell it as like legitimate history, and and they earn it. Like it, it's earned. It's really well done and it's really well thought out. Um, I've also gotten really accustomed to the combat system. I finally I found a sword that I liked better than the fang. Um, it was it was something they added recently. It's called like the Vox Populi, uh, and it's a one-handed sword that you use with a shield. And the reason that I like it is that it charges the overpower attack super fast, so I can get a lot of heavy hits. Uh, I've also unlocked the ability to after a, a quick strike that I can now push them with my shield and knock them down and attack them with, like, a flurry of punches to the face, which makes handling more than two enemies at a time super easy. So I can just, you know, hit the guy with one attack, knock him down, then attack the two guys behind me. It's... I'm really, really, like, just, like, in a flow with that game. Like, I'm I'm deep into... I'm about 20 hours into it now. Um, and I'm about to clear the second line of targets. Yeah, well, I've just started the second line. I did have a problem with it glitching out. Um, went down to about ten frames per second. Uh, had to had to reload it, mm. uh, which was super weird. Um, it was like um, they got triggered when there was a, a combat scene. I was in a uh, a fort, and um, all of a sudden it just dropped in frame. And even after the battle, I, you know, there was no other NPCs on the on, on the screen. It, it just kept on chugging so I had to reset which was a which was a shame but um I climbed my the uh, first pyramid and that was cool yeah that's it's better sliding down it sliding down a pyramid yes. is pretty rad <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool 
Yeah, and and something about that game, like just the design of the world is so beautiful. Like you run across the big green fields or you know, even the desert with the sun off in the distance or standing on top of the pyramid and just seeing like these massive cities, like the draw distance is just ridiculous in that game. Mm. And it's just man, I love that world. It's like it's like going back to Zelda, like one of the things I loved about that game was just exploring it and, and the way it was designed and Assassin's Creed kinda hits that as well and it feels really good. Um I just really, really like that game. So yeah, I spent almost my entire break just playing that and of course Overwatch I spent at nighttime playing that, but yeah, I'm I'm really feeling like it's been a long time since I've been motivated to finish an Assassin's Creed game. And I'm very motivated to finish this and continue playing afterwards because those weekly, those weekly challenges that keep popping up are really like bugging me because I can't do them. Because you're not level forty yet. Yeah, I'm level twenty-two, so I'm more than halfway there. But I really want to do those because um, I wish they scaled. I wish they scaled to your level. Yeah, I I got to a point in the main game without spoilers where I fought a very large adversary, and uh, it seems like those weekly challenges are you doing something like that, and I want to do more of that. So, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying that game, and I can't recommend enough. If you've dropped off that series, this is the game. Go back to it. It's They, they do a lot of things right in this game that make it feel as fun and unique as it was when that series first started. I'm still waiting for that Explorer patch thingy, and then I'll give it a try. Yeah, it's it's really good. On a side note, I did download and boot up the original Assassin's Creed because it was one of the f- six games that got a 4K patch on the X. <laughs> that that game was ahead of its time in design. Like you would be shocked. That game looks like a legit remaster with the work. The I've little, heard that. Yeah, with the little bit of work that they did to that to that game. That that is really impressive. I think that's one of the cooler things about the X is these these three sixty games getting these bumps. I haven't booted up Halo three or anything else, but I did do that one just because I wanted to see it, and I was very impressed. Although going back to the original game, um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm blanking for his name, the character from the first game. I'll tell you. Yeah, his voice actor is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's. I was like waiting on him to talk, and he started talking. I'm like, ugh, this guy is not good. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, it's it's. They did a really nice job on that. But yeah, that's what I spent most of my break playing was Assassin's Creed, and I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ride it out. I want to finish that game before the end of the year because I'm really nice. really really enjoying that game a lot more than I was excited for it before it came out I was ready to give that series another chance and I love Egypt and it's it's surpassed all of my expectations and I'm really happy with it um speaking of games like what what are we trying to finish before the end of the year so we can have that you know we can add it to that game of the year contender list what what's everyone trying to finish before the end of the year I think that's my <sighs> That's my big one right now is Assassin's Creed. Because I finished Wolfenstein, I finished Evil Within, I finished Zelda, mm-hmm. I finished Mario. I mean, I've finished the big, big games that I wanted to finish. So I'd okay. say the same thing. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the big thing that I'm trying to finish, too. Assassin's Creed? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. 
I'm trying to finish Zelda, and then I'm gonna move on to Horizon. Yeah. Oh. Did you? Uh, how how far into Horizon? Yeah, I, 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 the last time I talked about it. But I am now an adult. I remember when that was. I, I, he I he just, just now got into the open world. Oh, I just oh, got into so the open I'm now started. adult. A, okay. a, a, how do you pronounce your name? Alloy? Aloy. 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 I am now adult Aloy, and that, I stopped there. Okay. Some some ways to go there, then. Yeah, I, I picked up Zelda after that, and I was like, well, I texted Ken, and I asked him. He was he was the guy who decided for me. I texted Ken, and I said, uh... Choose which one should I play, Horizon or Zelda? And he said, dude, Zelda is one of the best games of 2017. Dude, Horizon is my <laughs> game of the year for 2017. So Don't if you'd have called me, it. you'd have got a different... Uh, we're not, we're not yeah, having yeah, this conversation yeah. anymore. We're not having this you conversation. you got a different answer. Yeah. He, he knew. We, we say, we he say knew that for the say. for the Game of the Year podcast. Yeah, but we can't yeah. argue about each other's list. That's not how it works, Drew. That's true. Ah, I, I shit all over Drew's Game of the Year the other time. That was fun. Drew and Sophie's actually that year, right? Uh, oh, that was man. two years ago. That was yeah, uh, Dragon that was, Age. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I just I just went off on a tangent. It last year, bad. last year, me and you both agreed on the shit game of Game of the Year, which was Overwatch. Yeah, it's like we were obligated to, you know. It makes me <laughs> sad that there was a Bioware game this year, and it probably won't even make my top ten. I don't even think anybody will even yeah. mention it. It's not even an honorable mention. It's probably in most, most and of the I, and I'm one of the people that enjoyed that game. I enjoyed it immensely, but... I still haven't finished it. 2017 has been too fucking good for that game to probably make my top ten. Mm. There's a game that came out real early in 2017 that I think people may have forgotten about that is going to be Evil. in my... Yeah, that's going to be in my top Oh, 10. I have not forgotten uh, Resident Re- Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil 7 is definitely going to be on my it's, top It's going to be fresh in my head because uh, I pre-ordered... I got the price glitch on that gold edition that has the season pass, which made the that version cheaper Ooh. than buying the season pass separately. And the, they released uh, <laughs> release not a hero yet. It's coming out in December, isn't That's it? when this gold edition launches. That's launching, and then there's the Zoe... Thing that's coming with yeah, it, so I'm going to play all of that when it comes out because it's also getting its X patch when that happens. So well, I'm not gonna, a hero is supposed to be free, right? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a hero is free, but the gold edition is also launching a new DLC that tells part of the story from the end. Okay, end, end of Zoe, it's called. Yeah, so I'm going to play through the two. What do they call those? The the lost tapes, mm-hmm. the not a hero, and the Zoe stuff to refresh me on Resident Evil before Game of the Year. Those are pretty cool. The the side side like little mini games are cute, but not really necessary to play. But the actual story bit of content is actually pretty clever and very different from what the rest of the game is like. Uh, so we're expecting uh, December twelfth for Not a Hero, and yeah. that's when the Gold Edition also launches too. So yeah, I'm gonna hop back into that game on December twelfth for sure, man. Yep, I'm excited so for it. And then I've still got I've got Xenoblade. Pre-ordered. I'll pick it up on Friday. Well, how much of it I play, I, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm beating not that sure game about this that year. Game. I kind of really want to play it, but it looks quite complicated. I'm not sure how I'll get on. Did you uh, play the Xenoblade Chronicles um, on the Wii at all? No. Uh, how about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U? Mm, that's so all, I, I actually have that, but I, I haven't played it. I played about <laughs> 10 hours of that game and got bored. That's why I'm... Yeah, Chronicles X is an inferior game to Chronicles. 
by you know well I will say in most uh, most areas. So Xenoblade Two follows closely what Chronicles One is supposed to be like. So I have high expectations, and from the other people that I know are playing through the game right now for review, what they've told me has been very positive. So. I don't know. It is a Switch game, and you know people are dying for games on the Switch, new games to play. So maybe give it a, give it a go on that front. But I'll have my impressions um, next week, actually, right? Next Sunday, yeah, I'll have my impressions. It's out, on, it's out on Friday, so yeah. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely talk about it then. All right. Well, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, Black Mirror, which we have somebody oh, yeah. reviewing that. Uh, I haven't heard from. Ah. Is that, is that based on a television series? Nope. It's, uh. Wish it was, man. I think it's kind of like an adventure puzzle game, is what that is. Uh, Radio G Racing Revolved. It's a lot of R's. <laughs> oh, speaking of Black Mirror, I just Googled and they just put out a new trailer for, uh, the show that's coming I'm out. I'm not watching four. any trailers for that. Oh, I'll dude. just watch it when it comes out. Cause When's it supposed to come out? I don't know. I keep hearing about it. I think it was early 2018, right? Uh, I'll be there. I, I, I think so. Yeah, love the show. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Sky Force Reloaded. I probably will pick that oh. up. Oh, I will love. I love that first one. Oh, John, let's talk after the show. Okay. Uh, VR carts. What? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Doom VFR. Oh, is that is that PS4? Yeah, this is PS4. Yeah, I, I think I've I've seen something about that. That looks bomb-inducing. And then, do you want to talk about vomit-inducing Doom VFR? Is out on Friday. Mm, I, they've not done the thing though with that. They've that's all like uh, teleportation movement. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I, sure, I don't think I'm you'd want to sure how that game is going to work. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to be moving as fast no, as Doom moves in VR. No. Just but uh, the whole point of that game is how fast you move, and I wonder if that's going to have an effect on how enjoyable that experience actually is, which uh, I'm sure it will. Blue Angels Aerobatic Flight Simulator is coming to Xbox One this week. I don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, and Soma is coming to Xbox One this week for finally. And it has a new mode called Safe Mode. <laughs> Where the, well, it's coming out to Xbox, so Ken might actually finish it this time. I didn't finish it on PS4. Yeah, no. Uh, Nintendo 3DS Super Nintendo Entertainment System Edition <clears throat> is what? out this week. It looks what like a say? Super Nintendo. But what is it? It's oh, 3DS. 3DS. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, for the Switch, we've got Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2, plus the collection. Uh, ACA Neo Geo World Heroes. Star Ghost. Not StarCraft Ghost, goddammit. Um, oh. Siberia 2. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on Friday. Hell yeah, for Xenoblade 2, baby. Alright. Aren't those, aren't those Siberia games a bit now? What? Aren't those Siberia games a bit nah? I. They look quite low rent. Well, they're old games. Oh. I think they're remakes. Uh, funny PC games coming out this week. We've got Amazing Lemons. Amazing. Amazing oh. Lemons. We've got Cicadas. <laughs> Just straight up just call Cicadas? It's just called Cicadas. I mean, we've been waiting our whole lives for a game based on Cicadas. Well, now it's Is here. this... Alright, I gotta look this up. It's Cicadas. I'm looking it up. 
All right, spell it again. C i c a d a s. Cicadas. Oh god, it's an anime game. Oh no. No god, no. This Man. is a gal game about sweet young love. Oh god, the haunting no. story no. is to you as a visual novel with beautiful music and voice. Drew, you're already old. dead because you looked it up. You are. <laughs> yep. So, so Ken put in the request for that for Drew. Right? I yep. got seven days before I die. Oh god, right. this is eesh. No, thank you. Why cicadas? That's I, all you, Drew. Well, know. the cicadas also die very quickly. Actually, they die, I think, in two weeks or in something like that, in time after they come out. So cicadas have a very short lifespan after they come out. And What's that have world. to do with anime boobies? Well, the, the guy is supposed to be dying soon, right? So that's the, the Hulk. So that's what he tells the girls. <laughs> uh, that's true. It's, it's uh, you know, that, that works sometimes. All right. <laughs> Feed the animals. That's another game coming out. <laughs> Feed that the sounds animals. like that sounds like a bad one too. I wouldn't look that up either. Oh god, fucking! As as, as Drew fiercely types on this keyboard. Ah, <laughs> uh, this looks horrible. And then finally, space rocks. That's that's a good one. I want to play some space rocks. Are you fucking kidding me? This is a fucking game. Yeah, it's a game. It's the PC, man. Everything's a game on the PC. It looks like a maze game for children, and I'm talking like really early age children. Yeah, sure. Hey, man, early age children gotta have some games to play too. Yep. I uh, watch. Shut your fucking mouth. You mean you mean <laughs> Call of Duty? But I understand the sentiment. Um, there is like no news this week. It's all about uh, Black Friday sales. So. Do we have some like numbers and stuff like that on things selling? Those no, are interesting. Black no, Friday, not really. Tell you what, though, I've got to admit the uh, the Microsoft uh, Xbox One was pretty darn good. Oh yeah, the uh, Black Friday sale that they ran. Yeah, that thing was. Whew. I'm still yeah, thinking about whether or not to pick up Forza Seven because it's like twenty five pounds, and it's like that's that's not bad. I'm not sure if I. I don't know. I don't know. I thought about it until I realized that I still have Forza 5 and Forza Horizon on my Xbox it... that I have not booted yet. That's what yeah. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that patch for Horizon 3. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, Forza games are good, but there's a lot of them. That's for damn sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Forza games are one of those things where it always seems really appealing to me, and then I'm like, then it, when it comes to time to actually sit down and play a game, I'm like... I don't really want to play that. Oh, uh, speaking of, I guess there is some news. Um, uh, Gran Turismo Sport is getting a full-on single-player campaign as of December. Right. Oh, news, isn't it? December, that... December of what year, John? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> the DLC stuff, they're adding cars, they're adding like tracks and modes. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds oh, so, they're, too, so, so, they're, so they're actually making it a game now instead of like yeah. an eSports oh, competition. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't know. That game rubbed me the wrong way. I... Did you play it? Uh, yeah, I did. Right away. I played it, and I'm like, eh, I don't like the way... You're, not, you're not much for competition for racing yeah, games, right? No, I, no yeah. I'm not either. Like, I, It's not my thing. Like, Even Forza 7, like, I'll give it its credit where its credit's due, but it's not a game I sit around and play. Mm-hmm. I just... It seemed, it seemed like a niche title... 
made for people that really, really love racing and love fighting. I mean, love driving against other people. Yeah. It seems like that's what it is. That's definitely not me. Even when I play sim sure. racers, I am not playing against other people. Uh, the only other news is continues to be Star Wars Battlefront 2. Apparently there's now, like, countries, like, stepping in to make legislation about gambling about this shit now. Belgium has, I think, ruled that loot boxes may be classified as gambling. Um, so they're starting to take actions. So I don't know what that means for the rest of the, you know, rest of the world, I suppose. But, uh, what do you think? That, does, do you think they're right? Do you think no. some loot boxes should be classified as gambling? No. I, I What's really, your justification? I, I just... <laughs> it's a shitty practice. That's my mm-hmm. classification. I, I don't look at it as gambling. I, I... Well, what we can look at is that as consumers, regardless of what happens with the outcome, and the Belgium thing is... If they do that, it's going to take years. They're going to Europe. It's going to be a whole mess. It's very unlikely it's going to get that far. But I can guarantee you any game that was thinking about doing loot boxes in 2018 is now backpedaling like a mofo because this stuff has... It's caused controversy. Mm-hmm. And there are... I mean, <laughs> good old EA. They're looking out for the, the, other, the other publishers because... Um, yeah, they they've taken the bullet on this one, and I they, I they really so have. I really believe that by the end of the year, Andrew Wilson will have stepped on his uh, fallen on his sword and be and quit. Um, I think this that much of a controversy. I think by the end of the year, he'll do. He's going to step down. It won't be because of that. They'll say something else, but he'll step down. Uh, I think one of the most interesting things that I saw from the Black Friday is a lot of people tweeting pictures of game uh, sections. And the only game that is not selling is Battlefront 2. Yeah. There's just piles of Battlefront 2, like system packs and stuff like that. The rest of the PS4s are sold, except for the bundled ones with Battlefront 2. I mean, that's just slightly skewed because I would imagine a lot of the games that have recently come out, Origins, Wolfenstein, those sort of things, they got massive reductions in Black Friday sales. Sure, sure. Battlefront didn't, then they're going to sell more. But still, that looks very, very bad. Yeah, that's the one game that is sitting on store shelves that won't sell when all these other games are. And you're right, you know, all the other big games outside of Call of Duty, which Call of Duty's going to sell, it, it, they could put a big skull and crossbones on the front and says this gives you cancer <laughs> and that fucker would still sell. Yeah. But it's, 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 in, it's not a good look that Battlefront is the game sitting on no. store shelves. No, it isn't. And, uh, I don't know, it, it, this is going to be a long, drawn-out thing, but I am thankful for, that this is going to put the scares on a lot of companies who might be thinking about adding these into to their forthcoming games because they're going to not want that kind of publicity. Truthfully, the thing that I want to come out of this is the Battlefront to, get, to be a better game because I enjoy it for what it is now, but mm. I would love some changes to that progression. It would be nice if they were, were going to sort of real double down on uh, fixing the progression system because, you know, the game it's, the loot box is one thing but the progression system is is broken yep. and uh, that's what needs to be looked at and whether or not that actually happens, I don't know but um, it needs a major overhaul which isn't going to happen overnight, it's, you know probably something's going to take months and months but it depends on whether they are planning to completely remove loot boxes 
or just wait for the ship to die down and then remove and add them back in. It, I think it all depends on what they long-term plans are for it. I know, and obviously we don't know that yet. Yeah, I know my ass. I've got my tickets for Star Wars. I know my ass is going to come home from that movie and immediately play that DLC for The Last Jedi. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, I don't know if you had it, but um, has anybody here played Need for Speed? Nope. I played the trial version for like an hour. Okay. Well, they supposedly, you know, that email you sent me. Yeah, yeah, they bat, they are fixing the progression in that game as well. Cause yeah, they're on. they're actually trying to fix that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, as as much as we hate talking about this shit because it's just been all over the news, I think it'll have an overall positive, uh, positive, I guess, uh, impact on the game industry as a so. whole. Yeah, I, as so. just, I I don't think any company is going to try and pull what EA pulled. I I truly think now that they're gonna uh, they're gonna be thinking about the potential negative connotations that their loot boxes may have in their games. Um, so for that, they can, you know, we can thank EA. But the thing about it, John, I think is it's too valuable of a re- resource as far as, you know, the way to get revenue and try oh, yeah. to, you know, steal, you know, try to get people to really, yeah. but yeah, the personalities to spend a lot of money. So I think they're just going to package it differently and they're going to word it in some ways where it's not going to seem as bad. But it's I, don't know. I, don't, I don't think they'll. I think they'll come up with better ways. I think if I don't think loot boxes are gone for good because, uh, mm-hmm. as you say, they are a money spinner. Um, I can't imagine laws being passed because you know FIFA sells. Uh, you know the ultimate team sells eight hundred million worth of FIFA coins a year. That and that was is technically a loot box. That's not going to stop. But you will get. I'm hoping developers think about better ways of doing this that aren't so predatory as this has been called, uh, that, that are more better value. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, it could be that this will die down in six months or there'll be some other controversy that kind of sh- overshadows it and everyone forgets and they could go back to their, their old ways. But I'm hoping that no one pulls an EA again. Because that was nasty, nasty stuff. Do we have some better ideas ourselves? As far as let's oh. say we're developers, right? Uh, how do we try to get more money out of our, you know, our fans and consumers without being like assholes about it? You know, without unbalancing the game, without actually ruining the game that we worked so hard to create? Uh, how will we go about doing that? Do you, do you guys have any ideas? It's all cosmetic. Yeah, cosmetic. Okay. The Overwatch the cosmetic thing. Um, is the the better way of doing it? Um, it's still a, a, obviously a random element to it, and mm-hmm. I think that can be fun. Um, I think that there should be, if you're doing cosmetic, I think all odds should be even, so you have exactly the same chance as getting one piece than another piece. I don't think there should be any kind of rareness to it. I also don't think you should do duplicates. I think if you've got one, you know. Mm-hmm. You, okay. you don't get it again. You'll you'll get something new. I think that's the kind of way to get that's more tolerable. It's still a loot box, and that argument about whether it's gambling is still there. But that's a good way of trying to make extra money, keeping everything fair and above board, and also be very clear with the people who uh, are buying your game. I mean, that was one of the other things that a lot of people really had growth with that. 
EA kept super quiet on all of this stuff. Um, you know, that you didn't really get a sense until the beta came out. And then they said, oh, we've, no, no, we've, we've listened to the feedback from the beta. And then, you know, all of the hoo-ha with the cost of the stuff to, to unlock came out. Be more upfront. You know, say these are the chances. And something like Overwatch could get away with tens of thousands of cosmetic items through emotes, sprays, different types of um, clothing. They can do it so that you don't need duplicates. It's possible. You know, it's doable. Let's uh, let's be fair. Overwatch, Hearthstone, Blizzard games with, uh, you know, random chances of getting stuff. A lot of them start out very poor. I mean, I was there day one. I can tell you about how bad it was to open up those boxes of, uh, you know, loot boxes in Overwatch. I mean, you guys all know, right? Oh, yeah. Getting duplicates, you know, you get a legendary. Oh, it's a duplicate. You just get a bunch of coins. And getting a duplicate legendary of a regular thing throwing an event was devastating because you feel like, you know, you should have gotten <laughs> something better. And they've listened to the community's feedback and they've changed that. Now you can't get duplicates of legendaries anymore. That's not a thing that happens. Now they're even considering making it so that you can't even get duplicates of epics anymore. So things like that. They, uh, in Hearthstone, they also made it so you can't do it, get duplicates of your legendary cards anymore, which is also very good. So you know you don't have to worry about getting a bunch of you know, cards that you already have and just getting to dust them and all that stuff. So these are changes, progressive changes, to make these systems better. And it took a long time for Blizzard to start really getting them right. But it was appreciative that you know they were actually listening to their fan base. I'm not sure if EA is as capable of that as possible <laughs> because of their their language that they use and the way they pretend not to know what they're doing. Because they're the ones with all the data; they know exactly what they're doing. You know, they got they got analysts that are more knowledgeable about the gaming industry than all of us put together. So when they tell us that, oh, sorry, we didn't know that you guys would respond to this, that's a blatant lie. You know what I mean? So they have to be, you know, you know, in the forthcoming and tell us that we tried, you know, we tried pushing the envelope with this shit, and uh, you know, it, it it didn't work out. You guys don't want this. You guys are clearly not gonna handle this. So we're gonna we're gonna try to reevaluate. And then that's not the kind of thing that you would ever expect EA to say, and that's because it's EA. And I'm not gonna just boil down on EA because I think 2K, I think Activision, and all those other companies are, you know, are also doing a lot of things that are really terrible for the game industry, uh, for the consumers. So it's a bit of a wake up call, I think. And uh, this is, I hope it'll be something worthwhile for for the game industry as a whole going forward. But it's good, man. I don't good. begrudge. I don't begrudge companies trying to make money. What annoyed no, me no, about me the whole EA thing? was that that statement they put out to investors saying, oh, us turning them off hasn't affected our bottom line. What, you mean you actually, you can afford to make these games without putting microtransactions in and make money? That annoyed me. Uh, I still think that if you're going to do something that's loot-heavy, then you need to reduce the price down of the base game um, because otherwise it stinks of this premium, or what is it, not free-to-play, they call it, whatever they call it when you buy a pay-full-price but then have all these microtransactions are games as service, I believe is what no. <laughs> no, that's that's their literal no, terminology. They well, that's a, that's terminology. That's terminology for something different. He's talking about yeah. a game where you pay, oh, but it's still pay. yeah. There you fee go. To pay. Fee to pay. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, if you're going to have that, um, then reduce the cost of your game. I have no problem, and it works on mobiles very well. 
I have no problem in downloading a free game on the mobile. And if I get a lot of enjoyment, I will throw them some money because I feel like I they deserve it. I've got enough sure. enjoyment out of that. I don't mind doing that. But a lot of people begrudge paying $60 on a, a, a game and then being at a disadvantage because it's got this, you know, this whole pay-to-win element. And they've already spent $60. That's a, a large asking price. And I think maybe yeah, on a different year, at a different time, Battlefront probably would have gotten away with it a bit more because um, they've come out in a year where there's so much better value for $60. There are so many games out that are all of such excellent quality that people are happily spend their $60 on as opposed to Battlefront. But, you know, you look at something like uh, Zelda or Mario or Horizon, how many, you know, possibly hundreds of hours you can spend on those games for the $60. And then you, on the flip side, you see something like Battlefront 2 where you pay the same amount and it might well be a well-crafted game, but you feel robbed as soon as you start playing it, and that's not a good look. Well, I don't know. Like me and John have waited on this many a times. I kind of want to hear from like Drew and Ryan. Like you guys don't really talk about this often. Like, what do you guys feel? How, how did how did how, how should the industry go forward? How, how should these devs try to make more money out of their games? Because clearly, it, the game development process is becoming more and more expensive. They need to sell more copies of the game, so they need to have some other way to, you know, get more money out of the consumers in one way or another. So, what what do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I'm not a businessman. I like unless it's uh, propane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless it's propane. <laughs> but uh, I think the cosmetic items would probably be the best bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get more money that way. I mean, hell, most free to play MMOs do that stuff. And, you know, Guild Wars 2, you know, it's free to play now. It used to be, you know, you had to buy the game, but they didn't charge you a monthly fee. And in order to, you know, alleviate that, they then released a whole bunch of cosmetic items. You know, then I think that's probably your best bet. And I think that Guild Wars 2 is still pretty profitable. People like yeah. costumes. The costumes. People love their costumes. Unfortunately, it um, uh, doesn't happen all the time because obviously... Gazillion didn't make that much money from Marvel uh, heroes. Well, that, that's a different that's a different thing. Well, D- Disney Disney pulled the plug on that because they weren't making enough money, and mm. Gazillion lost the license to the Marvel because Disney was like, "Eh, you're not making enough money. You can't renew this license." No, there's a caveat that you have to make a really good game to begin with, and then everything else surrounding it. The people have to be invested in the game enough to want to, you know, kind of customize their avatars. You know, if the game isn't amazing or great, then people are not going to care. It's going to be like lawbreakers. I've heard it's quite good, though. I've heard. um, I like a lot of. Yeah, I like Marvel Heroes a lot. It's that 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 particular situation is super sad. Because not only did they shut it down, and then they said, well, we're going to let it go till December 31st. They shut it down early and let everybody go. Yeah, look, within two days after the announcement that it was shut down, that was, that yeah. was pretty stinky. Yeah, yeah. and feel bad for all those people who were working on that game, because they put a lot into that game. Oh, yeah. And also, it's worth bearing in mind that, that people playing on consoles, they've had this out for five months. Yep. That's, that's horrid. And yeah, the bad thing sucks. is, you had to pay for characters. And so if I went and spent, you know, 10 bucks on Spider-Man and all of a sudden, a few months later, my fucking game's shutting down. Mm. 
What the fuck? Well, they can't. You can't because you didn't read the EULA. But it's specifically stated right in the EULA that they could shut down at any time, and you're not entitled to your money. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. No one's getting a refund because there is no money to, to to give out. I guess it's just real shitty. It's extremely yeah. shitty. It, it, it truly is. But that's the price that you pay with those. And 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 this is why I understand people have a lot of issue with games as a service. This shit can happen. They can shut Destiny down tomorrow, and you're fucked. You you all that yeah. money you sunk into it, it's gone. Yeah. Think about think about Blizzard. What if they fell on hard times, which won't happen? All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can never this, ever. This hypothetical ever, is hilarious, but yeah, it's great. I know you can never ever play Overwatch again since it's always online. Yeah, no. Just think about if they shut down WoW. That a lot of people have put a lot of money in that game. Oh, yes, yep. and time, like half of their life. Some people yep. have put into that game. No. If 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 Overwatch shut down and those thirty five million players had nowhere to go as far as player base, I may that's actually very play other game, games. But... Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So this it's going to open up a whole new avenue of possibilities for different games to just slide right in. Other developers are like, please let Overwatch die. Paladins, <laughs> especially. Oh, fuck oh Paladins. yeah, Paladins, sure, definitely. I do not like that game at all. And it's not that that's a bad game. It's just that it's a fucking just rip of Overwatch. It's not as good. Like, why would I play that? Because it's, it's free, free. I don't yes. give a... F- I would rather pay... Overwatch is on sale, like, every other week for $30. <laughs> you you want to hear something amazing? In this day and age, we live in a time where if I own a PC, I don't have to play for for games. If I wanted, If I wanted to legitimately play video games mm-hmm. and not spend a dime, I can jump on Steam, make a free account on Steam, and they've got a ton of free-to-play you, games You on can there. play Dota 2 till the end of time. Because yeah. that game will go on forever. Yeah. And you don't have to spend a cent, because all the heroes are available, there is nothing you can possibly get. It has the best microtransactions in all of gaming, and you can play that till the end of time. That's it. You're well, good. if that's the game i got to play till the end of time, I'm getting a new hobby. Hey man, Dota 2 is a great game, <laughs> and the only reason why I stopped playing it is because after I didn't play for a few months, I fell off, and then it's just so hard to get back in. So the game's so hard. That's why you can, that's play, why you, can play, you can literally play Dota 2 and earn things, and then make money off of them. You you can you can you can buy Steam games off the money you earn from playing Dota 2. That's insane, <laughs> dude! I totally. That's playing Dota 2. <laughs> and I, then I you can buy like Counter Strike Global Offensive, earn more money from that, and buy more games. Yeah, or hats. <laughs> it, it, it is fucking, actually pretty funny. Uh, uh, Team Fortress Two. I don't. Yeah, want, I don't yeah. want no hats. I'm just hey, I don't want no scrubs. Yeah, sure don't. No, Jay, you asked my opinion. Yes, and, I did. Uh, I think I, I do think if you're going to do DLC or if you're going to do microtransactions, I guess I should say, I do think that cosmetic is always best and people will pay for cosmetics especially here's the thing though people only pay for cosmetics if you do a great job of building your characters yes if you've got a bunch of shitty generic characters nobody cares about cosmetics for them <laughs> street fighter uh, 5 <laughs> right so you got you got to do a you got to spend a ton of time energy and money in your character development so that your cosmetics actually make a difference right and then I think the second piece of it is you got to have um, – if you're going to have downloadable content, downloadable story content, it has to be good enough 
that it makes people want to buy your game when it's 20 bucks or 25 bucks down the line, right? That helps. And then the third thing is just we as gamers may eventually have to get used to paying more than $60 for games. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's got to come at some point. I mean, we've been paying $60 for games for a long time. <laughs> and I, I, but what I, what I think that should be accompanied with, and we're, we, we see more of this now. We, we really saw a lot of it, I feel like, in the early Xbox days, is differentiation in price. Um, if you're going to charge $70 for a game, it needs to have $70 worth of content. <laughs> I love the and, fact that you... That's, that's pretty dicey, though, Ryan. I, I feel like it's so hard to quantify as far as what content really means. Because you can play a game like no, Journey the, the for two hours. The market quantifies it. The yeah. market quantifies sure, it. Sure, sure, okay, that's, okay. That, I mean, if, if... So is there anybody on the podcast... That would have felt ripped off paying sixty dollars for The Witcher Three. I, I don't think anyone in the world would feel ripped off. Right. How about seven, How about seventy dollars for The Witcher Three? Yeah. How much would you pay for The Witcher Three? That's right. a good question. And mm. um, so when you take a game like that or a game like Horizon, where you're guaranteed fifty hours, right? And you're probably going to get some really good story DLC down the line too. Those games sell themselves. Right, which is less money you have to spend on marketing. Number one, yes. Um, which is, by the way, a lot of where the development cost goes these days is marketing. Um, if your game's good enough, it markets itself. That, that's not to say you don't have to spend money on marketing. Um, but at the end of the day, how many of you guys bought The Witcher because of a Witcher TV commercial? Nope. They had a TV commercial. No, that's the point. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the point. Um. So it, actually, in the UK, it did. I oh, think okay. it's about. Cool. I think it's about. It's about using your marketing dollars wisely. It's about creating great characters that people are willing to pay for cosmetic DLC for. It's about having um, story content DLC that's good enough that it makes people who didn't bite on your game the first time bite on it as a second pass. Because the games that end up successful are the ones that have the really long tail, right? That are still selling, even if it's at twenty bucks a year and a half later. Um, and then the last thing is, we just may eventually have to get used to paying a little bit more for our games. I think I think that is fair, right? I mean, let's and not be unreasonable. There's also, inflation. it's worth bearing in mind that you bunch are all entitled assholes <laughs> because we haven't paid sixty dollars for a game in the UK for years. We're currently paying eighty dollars for a game, so don't sure. bitch and moan. I think that's true too. I think that's true too. Um, now, it's been a long time because fifty dollars is approximately forty pounds. It's been a long time that a big budget game has been forty pounds um, in the UK. A very long time. Here, here's the thing too, though, is I, I think that um, it's so at the same time that marketing spending continues to increase in this space, right? Um, I think we're entering into an era where marketing dollars um, are less important than ever because of Twitch, because mm -hmm. of YouTube. Um, and so you you have – that's why I mm -hmm. never understand when these publishers want to hold back from you know streamers or from YouTube personalities or anything like that because like it or not, there's a ton of free marketing. 
that goes along with that. Well, if you think and, about EA and this, I mean, all the market and budgets in the world isn't going to take away the fact that that's, that thing didn't sell because of the reputation it got online from social media. Yep. And so you spend your money in social media marketing, and you work well within um, the fact that every console has built-in streaming capability now. And I can upload a 30-second clip from your game looking sweet as hell in no time, right? And if you've got a good social media marketing team, you're finding the coolest-ass-looking clips, and you're spreading them all over the place. Speaking of, Ryan, have you seen some of the clips that they were posting for Horizon? Like I the did. way they, oh my god, they're gorgeous, right? And, and they also, now I don't know if they, I don't know if they did this proactively and I don't know how much money they spent on it, but I'm noticing a lot with Horizon and with The Witcher as well, where you had folks who are like professional digital editors mm-hmm. who were remastering clips from the games to make them look even cooler. Um, and if you're doing that on your free time, and if you're Gorilla, or if you're CD Projekt Red, or if you're one of these companies, man, you ought to be you ought to be throwing that stuff everywhere you can put it. Um, it's so this is gonna anybody who's in marketing is gonna hate me right now. It is easier to market a video game now than it has ever been um, because you got a ton of people who grew up with them that have disposable income, right? And everybody's on social media. And everybody's taking captures and stuff like that from cool stuff that they did in your game. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think that probably helps their marketing cost going forward if they do it the right way. And, I mean, CD Projekt's already come out, to their credit, and I know I'm a little bit of a fanboy for that developer. <laughs> but CD Projekt already came out and said, um, hey, don't worry about microtransactions for um, Cyberpunk. Um, they, in, in fact, I've got their tweet here. It says, um, somebody, some pretty good gaming, which I don't even know who that is. It's a British-based YouTube channel. Okay, it said, CD Projekt are considering games as a service for Cyberpunk 2077 as part of their drive to make it more commercially significant. And CD Projekt responded to it and said, worry not when thinking Cyberpunk 2077, think nothing less than The Witcher 3. A huge single-player open-world story-driven RPG. No hidden catch. You get what you pay for. No bullshit. Just honest gaming like with Wild Hunt. We'll leave greed to others. Um, And if you're those guys, and there are people who are like, oh, you know, they they shouldn't have said, we'll we'll leave greed to others. Just, you know, be yourself or whatever. There's not a smarter thing that they could say. Because the guys who are throwing microtransactions everywhere are the ones who are getting all the hate right now. So if you can be the developer that's like, oh, yeah, we're not like those guys, you're going to get fans just, yep. again, through savvy social media marketing. Sony did it on their E3 conference when they yeah, said, PS4. guess what? You can play used games, and you don't have to be always be online. The, the greatest and... marketing ploy that Sony ever did was done by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Microsoft, Microsoft shot themselves in the foot. And this is what EA's doing. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for that, Ryan. Really, really insightful. I, I agree with basically everything you say, but I will say one thing, that yes, 
the uh, social media element has cut down on marketing costs quite a bit, and it's kind of everywhere, which is good for marketing in general. But there is also an oversaturation of social media to the point where, because there are so many games coming out, if you're not like this big AAA game that everyone already knows is coming out, and let's say you're like an indie publisher or indie developer, you're, just, you're trying to get your game out, there's an oversaturation of that kind of stuff out there. So you trying to get your one game notice in a sea of like hundreds of thousands is difficult still. But I, I don't can, disagree you with can, you. I was going to say, you can look at Hell, um, Hellblade. That was all done, including marketing as an indie, and they done really well with that. Clever. It doesn't need a lot of marketing, a social media marketing. It needs clever social media marketing. And mm-hmm. that's what they did. Let's talk and about at the end of the day, the, the, the thing that social media helps you with also hurts you because, or also can hurt you if your game's not very good or if there's controversy associated with sure. it because it spreads quickly. Yes, yeah, so. it's, uh, it's a double-edged blade for sure. And the people that know how to wield it properly are benefiting tremendously. Like CD Projekt Red, I, I expect them to go even further than what they just said in their you know previous announcement about you know their practices and whatever. Bill, as as we get nearer to that game's release, I think they're going to go a little bit harder on that front than uh, yep. that and some I, people expect. And I think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, those guys are a great example of um, an independent developer who, uh, not independent, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They're not an indie developer, right? But they're an independent developer who um, uses their, their marketing dollars wisely and... Um, who can make money without the bullshit. Yeah. And a lot of it now, a lot of it is low overhead. I will admit to that, but some of it is just being smart with the way you do things. Yeah. It's a, it's a little simple things that uh, CD project read. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're, you know, you know, innocent of any crimes. I'm sure Ken mentioned something about some bad practices, to their employees and whatever. Sure, sure. I'm sure they have some uh, blotches here and there. Nobody's perfect. Right. But, their intelligence in doing small things for big games, like even putting that little small letter to their fans, to each copy of The Witcher 3, those are nice little touches. You expect nowadays to open a game, you know, game case, and all that's waiting for you is the game disc itself. And that's it. You yeah. put it into the thing, but when you open the thing, you feel like it's got the double, you know, double-sided cover. There's like a little letter from the developers to their fans and their consumers that bought the game. Very little. All they have to do is print out one page of this note that they, you know, mass printed. That meant a lot to a lot of different people. It made a lot more fans. And And those are the things that EA and Activision, I feel like, because of their size and the scope of it, they just don't realize how effective those small gestures go in the long run. Because it creates advocacy. Yes. Right. And advocacy in the marketplace is the most important thing you can do. And if you have a entire segment of consumers who are willing to market for you and to advocate to their friends and family members for you, you can't spend enough dollars to make that difference. Yep. And you know when you have a reputation like they have, it's a lot easier than when you have a reputation like EA has, fair or unfair. Shit, I bought a copy of Battlefront 2, opened it up, David Chappelle popped out, he's like, got you, bitch! Oh, <laughs> uh, that would have been pretty nice. Like it, it has a sound clip as you open the case. Yeah, <laughs> got you, bitch. Fantastic. All right, yeah. let's let's move on. Um, we don't have any emails, uh, but we do have some tweets. 
First tweet comes in from Craig. He says, Evening. Anyone pick up a deal on Black Friday? Good question. What did you guys yeah, buy? I mentioned deals. a couple. Yeah, did you? Although I did pick up a super cheap TV um, for my mum because um, I'm getting her a TV for like a joint birthday Christmas present. So, and I found one super super cheap at Tesco's, which was awesome. I I jumped on the 4K sale for Blu-ray movies because they were super cheap. Next, what you buy? I bought uh, Dark Tower, which I haven't watched yet. Uh, I bought Baby Driver. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be very good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Um, got Atomic Blonde. I I, I have that movie. I haven't seen. It I yet. watched it. It's a fun movie. It's okay. It's not what you're. It's kind of what is you're it like from, Jason Bourne with a woman? Is that how that goes? It's or? more it stylish. It's the yeah, it's more stylish. It's very okay. violent, hyper violent too. So, and, I like Charlie Strong, so I might give that a go. And I, th- I picked up a couple. Uh, I picked up Logan because I didn't own it. Oh, nice! That's, that's good in 4K as well. Yeah, it's a great movie. And then I picked up John Wick in 4K because it was ten dollars. Mm-hmm. I already own that movie, but I want to watch him kill people in 4K. <laughs> I picked that up. I think sure. they've done a bundle for the on 4K, and I just thought, ah, oh, that'll be very, very nice. It's very. It's got a lot of nice. Lighting in that, lot like nice colors and lighting in both those films, so that looks super good for me. Yeah, I've heard that's one of the better 4K transfers out there, so that was one I was like, I own this on Blu ray, and actually I had it out on loan, so I texted the guy, I'm like, you can just keep it because I bought the 4K. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm now give I'm because I'm planning on getting the 4K Apple TV uh, during well, maybe sort of Christmas time and. I love the fact that they are charging the same price as normal. So I picked up, uh, I think it was for one ninety nine this week. They've got Life of Pi, and that's four K. So when that, when I play that on a four on the four K app, uh, uh, is that the movie with the tiger, John? Yeah, that, oh, okay. that movie cool. is that movie is very cool. Yeah, it, it's, it's got one it's of those. Really nice yeah, it's but, got one of those. Don't let anybody spoil it for you. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, if you want to watch it, definitely watch it, but don't get it spoiled because the way they end it is pretty. pretty oh. great. yeah, yeah, that is a great, great film. Really worth watching if you're not seeing it. But I mean, that was one ninety nine, and the list of four K stuff on there is growing all the time. And I've, you know, every so often I'll go on the Apple TV, and the movies I've already bought are suddenly switching to four K. They, I had like Rise and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and both of those are now four K didn't buy a penny it's fantastic what they're doing well, that's good think, that's good i think that's they give you a free upgrade if you own the original yeah, copy nice. yeah, and the price is no different than the hd version so it's like i think apple are doing a great job and it, yes it's for their own benefit they want to sell movies on their service and they want to sell you an apple tv but they're doing a better job than any of the movie studios that are raising awareness for 4k and making it affordable and i think that's a that's a great show because those discs i mean they are great but they're like ten quid more. Yeah, that's Blue why. Ray. That's why I waited on these sales because I knew there was going to be a bunch of them for ten and fifteen dollars, and that's worth it to me. Yeah, so. yeah, because it's a normal price. But yep. when you start to pay ten pounds more, it gets pricey. And I think that's why I think that the the four K Blu Ray stuff is going to be short lived because I think uh, as Apple start doing this, maybe Google uh, will follow suit and Amazon and things like that, and you'll start. And 
obviously it's down to people's internet and things like that, but where it's where it's capable, <laughs> people are going to start buying it digitally. Well, I, I don't know if digital's going to take off in the next month or two. Uh, well, over in the States, yeah. Good luck with that. I yeah, think. I think I'm going to keep buying discs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I I just, I cannot believe, that I, I don't understand how anything like this could come to pass. Why on earth would you want to put the control of all of that stuff in the the, the companies that are trying to fleece your money? It's mm-hmm. like, that's the worst possible decision. Because because those companies are the ones who donate all the money to the politicians. Yep. They're called That's, lobbyists, John. You, you guys yeah, should get know, them over there in the UK. They're great <laughs> over there. So yeah, I, I mean, you should, you should um, get them. Say what you want about the UK, but it's an open market. There's no real, um, you know, it, it, the ho- whole point is, is it, it it creates competition, which is better for the consumer. And the fact that they are literally going to take that away, and you're going to end up with, um, oh, if you want on your phone or if you want on your home if you want the uh, broadband it's going to cost you a hundred dollars do you want to use netflix well, that's going to cost you another 20 more uh, do you want to get emails with that oh that's another fiver that's that that is crazy that is crazy if it, if, it, if if that comes to pass i will take drastic actions to go over that like to bypass all of that shit so i'm not worried about it personally but for the general consumer it's going to be real bad and I really it's don't want not it to happen. Good. I'm hoping yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah, we'll I'm, find out in December. I would be that consumer that would buy the super package. That's just me. But yeah, for a lot of people, that's not viable. Yeah. yeah and, and, it's, and again, it's not good for competition. It basically, they can charge what they want. And you already, you already see that with your mobile phone plans in some cases. But mm-hmm. having that on the, your internet, which I think nowadays, the internet is... As almost as an important part of people's lives as water and heating, and giving that to those companies a power of that is not mm-hmm. a good thing. And the problem yeah. is, a lot of people, not just in this country but everywhere, are easily convinced of the altruism of corporations, yeah. um, <laughs> which is which is non-existent. That's why we uh, have fanboys. Yeah. The, the brainwashing has been real. The people that the things that people swallow these days, man. So it's like they haven't been alive for longer than two years or something. Yes. Yep. Because they're convinced that if only we give them this, then they'll do something nice for us, <laughs> just out of the goodness of their own heart. Because oh, I'm sure they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't use this purely as a profit motive. Nah. Uh, as as their drool and piss trickle down upon the rest of society, they're like, "Oh, the trickle down effect is working!" Yay! Yeah. Just watch the South Park episode where they're trying to get new internet. The Time Warner guys pop their, their oh, shirts yeah. off and rub their nipples. It's like, yeah, you should switch over to. Oh, I'm sorry, we're the only ones that <laughs> offer. It's like, oh, that was so real with cable vision in my area until Verizon rolled in. They're both super giants, and they both kind of deserve to die in their own way because they're both awful, but. When they had no competition, Cablevision used to literally curse me out over the phone. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not even joking. I was over the phone after they throttled me for like the fourth time because I was doing server work and stuff, and I got into an argument. It was a heated argument. The guy didn't even hang out. We just we just went out at each other because there was oh, made me angry. Yep, that stuff is all bad. There's nothing good about any of that. <sighs> Alright, moving on. Dustin says, play some VR demos, and now I'm excited for Moss. It's an action platformer with puzzle elements where you have an isometric view of the level. Uh, also, Star Child is like that, but without any freedom, and the demo didn't have any combat, so I need to see more to get me interested. 
Uh, Moss is that game that stars that little cute rat that mouse. was in the E3 trailer. It's Moss is called Moss. Yeah, I said yeah. mouse. Isn't he a mouse? Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? You said a rat. You said rat. Oh, same difference. No, no there's the, that's, a, that's a big difference. Same difference. Same difference. Jerry ain't no mouse. There ain't no rat. Yeah. He's a mouse. Yeah. Jerry who? Tom and Jerry. Oh, like Tom and Jerry. I gotcha. Come on, you're old enough. <laughs> yeah, my son actually loves Tom and Jerry. It's a great show, but it's super violent. But it's it is super violent. Great show. Uh, he also says, tried out Rec Room. That was a bit. Uh, that was a janky mess. Uh, I bought a handful of games this Black Friday. I'm hoping I can get through one, maybe two, before Xenoblade. But that's wishful thinking. Xenoblade is right around the corner, buddy. Friday. Idiot. Friday. Uh, Mark says, this week I bought Gravity Rush 2. Thanks, Jay, and everybody's golf for £13.99. Pounds. Uh, all, I also bought a 65-inch LG B7. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, the TV nice. I, that's the TV I want. That thing is sexy. Is that the OLED thing? Yep. Oh, that's so nice. The yeah. um, the L, the price on it, I, I checked it because I go to Best Buy and I, I rub myself up against the box when I can. <laughs> the 65 inch is running at about 2300 right now. Mm. I saw it for under 2k, I think. Uh, during the 55 Friday, inch so. was 1500. The 65 is still over two grand. I think I think 2018 will be the year of OLED screens. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Under 1k is gonna be well, 1k or under is my price for 50 OLED. No, I'm good. Oh, yeah, the next tweet is from Daniel, who says, Ken, get that B7 as soon as the price is low enough for you. I have the B7 65-inch now. I'm playing the X and the Pro on it. It's just incredible. It looks fantastic. Okay, can you just buy it for me? Just buy just, it. Just, just put it on your wish list, man. Sure it, take somebody will buy it for me if I put it on my Amazon yeah. wish list, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how that works. Somebody loves me $2,300 enough. You've been a good boy this year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to start reviewing tech, I reckon. Uh, well, Ken has already reviewed TVs before. I did. I did TV. review my first TV this year. It was crazy. Yes, there's a high, was that Hisense, wasn't it? No, no, it was Vizio. Vizio. Vizio, that's the one, yeah. Vizio's legit, man. I have yeah, a Vizio no, that's, that I've been using forever. That thing it's has good. got some great uh, color and contrast. That thing is nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, getting close to that game of the year talk. What are a couple games in the running for y'all? Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. So it's, I, I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the game of the year. I, I mean, know. mine's my top three are pretty much set. I can. I can pretty much guess what Ryan's yeah, top three is. Didn't you only play three games this year, Ryan? <laughs> no, actually, I played a lot of games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret that Zelda and Injustice Two are going to be way up in the fucking rooftops mm-hmm. of mine. I mean, I'm curious about what you're gonna pick for number one, Ken. Uh, but, uh, I think yeah, you're, you're you're thinking about it. Yeah, it's yeah, I've been thinking about it since they both came out early in the year, and mm-hmm. like nothing has toppled them. So now I just got to pick. Yeah. Well, what's up? Uh, where's Drew at? Other than Overwatch for his number one pick, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right. As far as like my games of the year, uh huh. Resident Evil Seven, Hand of Fate nice. Two. <laughs> Hand of Fate 2 is pretty good, though. <laughs> it, might, it might get an honor to mention, man. I have fun with that game. I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, you know, the, some of the smaller ones, you know, that I mentioned, uh, A Hat in Time is pretty great. God, I really wish they'd hurry up and get that out on console. I want to play it. It's it's 
it's really good. Um, uh, the Mages of Mystaria or Mystralia. Mystralia? Mystralia is. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. It's just a weird name. It's a good game. He championed that game. He, can't, he still can't pronounce it. It's, it's, it's a cool little indie game. Mm hmm. Uh, with some great, great soundtrack. It's such a great soundtrack. Um, you know, I don't know. Zelda? I need to play more of it. Any any surprising games that people might expect to be on your list? I have one that people not, might not know. I, uh, I have one that might be in my top ten. Oh, yeah? Um, I got What Remains of Edith Finch. It's going to be in my top ten. In a, in a spot that might be surprising to many. But uh, what's yours, Ken? Yeah, uh, Yakuza. Yakuza? I Yakuza really, Zero? Yeah, I really, yeah, really, baby. I really enjoyed that game quite awesome. a bit. Awesome. Hmm. Well, if for me, I, I guess because, well, I guess now is as good as time as any to say, but I won't be here for those shows because I'm leaving at the end of the year. Yep. Um, so, well, still, you can still mail me your list and I'll read it for that's you. True. Yeah. I was about to say um, you can still join us. If yeah, you you're, you're more than welcome you're not, to come you're on. Not the fired, show. man. <laughs> well, maybe will. I mean, it's uh, for. I mean, anyone who listens to this knows full well that um, there's a very, very, very good chance of percent of life it's going to be my game of the year. Uh, but things like uh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, South Park, uh, those blew me away this year. So I, I expect them to. Oh, to where's uh, where's, where's Mario and Rabbids on that list for you, John? Oh, it, I get, I've not. I don't know. I there's, mm. it, this year has been spectacular and. Yeah. Um, I do expect it probably. Well, no, you know what? It's probably going. It's going to be in my top ten. But where I don't know. I just. I haven't had. You know, I I know. Probably most of the games are going to be there, but the order, other than number one, I I don't know. It's been too good a year. It's a real good problem to have. I need to. I need to put. I need to put ten games on a list that I'm going to make my top ten, and then play an hour of each of them to figure out the order. This is the way it's going to have to be because I need to be fresh of where those games should be at that point. Um, can Monster Hunter World Beta win Game no. of the Year? No, that's, that's my question. <laughs> it's not a I mean, game; it, it's a beta. It's, it's still, you know, it's still a video game. I played it during that year. I think I can make a case for it. You know, I'm nope. saying, you know, just, nope. Just saying, nope. You haven't even played that yet. It's hey, man! Really I don't need to play it to know it's one of the best games ever made, John. Okay. Really I, don't I picked my um, game of the um, year yeah. last year. What are you talking about? That's true. You, you picked what? Injustice, right? Yeah, I was like, okay. I mean, come on. Come on. Your DC fanboyism has no limits, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I bet you had no idea how hard it was going to be to get it to number one, though, this year. Yeah, so I, last year. I knew Zelda was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that good. Mm. Mm-hmm. That game is so good. Hmm. Alright. Uh, Chad tweets in and says, Have you all been watching Game Grumps playthrough of Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude? That's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. The reaction to the Bukaki Fountain was priceless. There's, there's yes. a Bukaki Fountain? Yeah, I've watched, I'm watching this currently. Um, it's really fucking funny. <laughs> Did they finish the game yet? Uh, no, they're on episode like 20? Right now, okay. Uh, uh, when I have some free time, I watch it. I like those guys. Those guys, guys are, are yeah. Great. The 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 stuff in the, there's a lot of blurring in those episodes. <laughs> Makes sense. 
But yeah, that's uh, there's some legitimate funny stuff, and I, I had forgot about that game. I played it back when it came out, and it was, was that a 360 game. It was, was an Xbox game. It was original oh, Xbox. Xbox. So, yeah. OG. Okay, gone, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that will come to back. Oh, I'm gonna say <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, the, watching them play through it is is quite hilarious. Uh, just finished my platinum for AC Origins. <laughs> Only took me about a solid month. <laughs> I wonder how much wow. that is in hours. Uh, even on the hardest difficulty, it was a cakewalk, except for those damn war elephants. Oh, man, I haven't seen elephants yet. I haven't either. I did run into a pride of lions the other day. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, they, they mess you up. Something chronic. Although I, I broke a box in a tomb, and a fucking king cobra popped out and bit me. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Or who's the asshole that put the King Cobra in the box in the first place? That's oh my! How is he still alive? I he don't know. Right? I don't know because he's a mean son of a bitch. Man, it's like hungry. that. It's like that snake inside of those Resident Evil Four boxes they used to open, so you always swipe twice to kill the snake just in case there was one. That's another that. thing I love about that game is it's got a lot of the Far Cry stuff where like animals will just attack enemies for you. It's pretty fantastic. Man, I want to I go play that game. It's fucking football, though. No, it's foot, there's no football this season, I told you, man. No, no. They took a year off. Not for the Giants, at least. <sighs> yeah, they took a year off, bro. It's good. <laughs> the last tweet is for Drew. Okay. This comes from Nivek. He says, when Drew's dad sold his propane company, did they take Drew's job South Park style? <laughs> I kind of did. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it was a family business, so you would have technically inherited it. Inherited it was my it, birthright. <laughs> it was my birthright. What have I missed? They oh. took my inheritance. Yeah. What have I missed? Oh, really? Me? You don't know the propane joke? No. My dad ran a propane business. Uh, okay. I mean, and he sold it about four years ago. John probably doesn't uh, understand the context of the conversation because around here, you know, Southern people, propane, the whole, uh, what's his name, King of the Hill. Hill. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I still I, think Drew looks like Hank from King of the Hill. I do kind of look like Hank a little bit. Yeah. Propane? God damn it. Propane and propane accessories. <laughs> God damn it. And them kids been oh, when you, in my when you eventually have a child and it's a boy, you have to name him Bobby. You know that, I, right? That's not happening. <laughs> I will talk to your wife without your knowledge. I will offer her money to name right. your son he, Bobby. He, here's the deal. Yeah, is that me and Laura have already decided on children's names if we. Do oh that. my god! Wow, you're wow. you're indeed. It's already too late for you, man. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Your your life it's is over. Well, well, friend. now that now that you've teased it, what are they? What's the name for boy and girl? Uh, the if we have a boy, his name is going to be Isaac. Okay. And okay. if we have if we have a girl, her name is going to be Allie. But think of it this way: if you have a boy and call it Bobby, you could also call it Bobby if it's a girl. It's very true. Wouldn't but that's not happening. But he's 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 far enough <laughs> south that it would have to be Bobby Joe, right? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob, Billy Bob Joe, Bobby Joe or Bobby Jane? Yeah, it's, it's got to have a second. I like all of them. Let's just use them all together at the same time. Bobby Jane Bob. Joe Isaac? Is that what we're going yeah. for? I like it. That's classic. That's definitely what trash. Bobby Jane Joe Isaac. Yeah, That's just, a hell just of a imagine that name. name being you know spoken through a large 
speaker system as he he or she is walking down the you know the no the uh, yeah, it's this no thing. no 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 if you you're doing it wrong you gotta you gotta picture it being yelled out of a screen door. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, you know, as, as a racially sensitive person, I wasn't gonna go that far, but I mean, Bobby yeah. Jane Joe Isaac. Uh, at least he didn't pick your ass in here. At least he didn't pick Cletus. I'd have been upset. Street lights roll. <laughs> oh boy, that is all the tweets that uh, somebody. Somebody said they sent an email, but I didn't get it. So if you sent it, uh, try sending it again. We'll read it next week. Uh, if you do want to send emails, send them to podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, Twitter, you can tweet at us at N4G Podcast. You can follow each of us individually. Jay is at Bottomside Jay. Drew at DML Fury. John, he's out of here. Who gives a shit? John WUK. <laughs> Ryan is at Wombat RP. And you can follow me in the site at ZTGD. Drew, Phoenix yes. Down. What's going Phoenix on? Phoenix Down. Phoenix Down. This week we will be finishing up Alan Wake. A Wake. A Wake. You guys going to do American Nightmare 2 or just the main game? Just the main game. Okay. All right. So check out Phoenix Down. Uh, and then the Halloween episode's coming up next, right? Yeah, Halloween's coming up in December. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, we're doing Dead Space 2. Horror in the Holidays. That's pretty good. That's what you we should call it. Yeah, horror. We call it horror in the holidays. And then March they're going to have their New Year special. It's going to be fantastic. Yep. Oh, I forgot it's to watch the the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Fuck. Well, you know you can still watch it, right? I, but it's after <laughs> it's Christmas now, so you no, Ryan, watch. It, it, Man, don't count. If you don't watch it on cable, there is no other way to watch it whatsoever. It's illegal, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got my I've got my December you know Christmas movies coming up you know like Die Hard John, uh, yeah, <laughs> the best Christmas movies of all time yeah it's not a Christmas movie it's a Christmas movie it's not a Christmas movie and then of course you know hey I don't remember why why are they all at the party at Nakatomi Plaza I don't know I I, I really don't know Ryan can you can you tell me like refresh my memory a little bit some uh, sort of holiday party I yeah think. yeah yeah I think so yeah. Hanukkah. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's uh, he's really sure about his opinion when he tells us to fuck off. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that's when he's really confident about his opinion. Yep. yep. I'm sorry, but that is I'm, I'm, I know. I, I, I know, I'm sticking Josh. to my guns. That is not and that is why he's leaving the show for good. Like, we just <laughs> we just couldn't get over this one hump, and he just won't he just won't let it go. It's uh, it's like one of those big crush myself. We don't have a big controversy for this podcast, so we needed one. So John not liking Die Hard as a Christmas movie is the reason why we fired him. Mm. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. But no, I got, I got that one. I got to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Cause that's, that's a, a good that's one. That's a Christmas movie. That's a must this time of year. It's the Christmas movie. I, I know I, I get made fun of it because I'm, I'm an idiot and it's, and it's a dumb movie, but Ernest Says Christmas. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I always watch that movie. Me and Home my Alone. S- Classic as well. Yeah, me and my son watch Grinch. Grinch Stole Christmas. And I think I'm going to start him on... Uh, Which version of the one? The, the, the old or? cartoon. The old cartoon. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then we'll probably start watching the Charlie Brown Christmas. With the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Because oh, we watched... Uh, I love Charlie Brown. We watched The Great Pumpkin this year. I forgot that... Man, you watch those shows with your kids and you're like... The people in those shows, like the kids in those shows, they say some weird shit, like the, like political agenda shit. <laughs> it's weird to watch when you're an adult. <laughs> oh, but anyway, 
Unless anybody has anything else, that is it for the Thanksgiving episode. Next time we come back, it'll be December. Wow. Yeah. 2017 is almost over. How close are we to the 500th episode? I wasn't listening when we started. Two Two weeks. Two Two shows away. Yep. It's going to happen on Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. Oh, boy. <laughs> Listen to you, Drew. The excitement in his voice. All right. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was going to finish it. You, do you say what you're going to say? The way I said that, it reminded me of, um, in Overwatch, you know, they did the the voice lines for Halloween. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people say, like, are you scared? Don't be scared and stuff like that. And uh, the other day, I was playing as uh, Anna. And she says, are you scared? <laughs> and then Farrah, she says, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyway, that's the show. We'll be back next week. Christmas. Matches. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.